Good evening. Call this meeting to order the Canton Select Board for December 6, 2022 at 5.30 p.m. This meeting is being uh, recorded by Cable 8 and will be replayed uh, over the past next several weeks. Uh, first order of business, Mr. Theodore, sir. Is the a public hearing regarding the application for a transfer of the uh, wine and malt package for licenses and a pledge of license being transferred from ACAR Enterprise Inc. doing business as Neposit Street Sunoco to Canton Gas and Convenience Inc. 702 Neposit Street, Canton Mass 02021. Um, just to read into the record, notices hereby, this was ran on the um, yes, November 17th edition of the Canton Citizen. Notices hereby given under Chapter 138 of the Mass General Laws as amended that the Canton Select Board, acting as a licensing board for the Town of Canton, will hold a public hearing regarding the application for the transfer of a Section 15 wine and malt package store license and a pledge of license being transferred from ACAR Enterprises, Inc., doing businesses, Deposit Street, Sunoco, to Canton Gas and Convenience, Inc., 702, Street Canton Mass. The public hearing will be held on Tuesday, December 6, 2022, on or after 5.30 p.m. in the solid meeting room, second floor Memorial Hall. I move that the board open the public hearing. I second the motion has been made and seconded to open the public hearing. Any discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? That's 4 0. Uh, for the record, Mr. Lochran is not here, will not be here this evening. He has a uh, personal matter and uh, unfortunately cannot make it this evening. Yes, sir. Just would you introduce yourself and your address and uh, who you're representing, please, and okay. who you're with. My name is Attorney Michael Baza. I represent Edgar Fayette of Canton Gas and Convenience. My address is 27 Harvard Street in Brookline, Massachusetts, 02445. Thank you. And he's the seller? The no, he's the buyer. The buyer, okay. Thank you. Um, tell us what you want to do. So my client um, is a businessman in Massachusetts. He runs a number of gas station convenience stores. Um, he's purchasing the franchise of the Sunoco franchise. Um, and that's a process of approval from Sunoco. Um, and part of that business located at 702 Neponsa Street is the Section 15 um, package store license. So in conjunction with taking over the business, um, he's going to uh, apply to transfer the license to him to keep running it as the exact same business structure that's there right now. Well, I hope it's not the same, but I'll get into that. Okay. <laughs> any questions or qu any questions for the board? Um, do you have in any of the other businesses that you run? Um, do they include uh, liquor licenses? Be, I, don't, I don't have liquor license. I have a lottery and cigarettes, but no liquor license. So this would be the first. This would be the first, correct? Is there training that is required in order for someone to run a business with a liquor license? So it's a similar training process as um, for lotto and cigarettes in terms of an age-restricted product. Um, it's mostly like a system um, in terms of checking IDs um, and confirming that they're accurate. So the, this, the, this particular business has, a point of, has one point of sale system inside the store for all the products. So what happens when an age-restricted product like lotto, cigarettes, or alcohol gets scanned, it pops up a screen. You have to, you have to um, actually scan in the license and it has to clear the database. Uh, before the, the, the transaction can proceed. How many other uh, businesses do you have? How many other how many other gas stations that you have? Uh, I have in between car washes and gas stations about 18 gas stations. Has there been any disciplinary action taken against you in any no. of those stations? No. Yes. I started doing business in 2007 
uh, and uh, there's no any incidents in the other gas station. This gas station is going to be the closest to my to my house, and uh, so I'll spend the most time in it. This is about 15 minutes from where I live. That's in Dover, correct? Correct, in Dover. And so a number of his, he says he owns 18 gas stations. A number of them have full, a tenant in place with a lease, and a number of them have managers that he manages. So he's not physically present no, in all the locations. Yeah. Lopez, you have another question? Yeah. Oh. No, no, I know you're gonna, you're gonna cover what I was gonna say. Go ahead. All right. No, I'm fine. <clears throat> we've, had, <clears throat> we've had several problems at that station. I don't know if you're aware of that. Um, he's, the, the present owner has sold, has been caught by the ABCC selling alcohol to minors twice. He sold cigarettes without the tax. It's right off of 95, and I go by there uh, on a daily basis, and tractor trailers are double parked on the, on the uh, uh, side of the road instead of pulling into the parking lot. They come off of 95 and they fly by. Uh, there was a, uh, a Pepsi truck there yesterday, Monday. Uh, last week, there were two beer trucks parked outside. They should be inside. Uh, but that being said, uh, I'm very concerned. It's, I go by on a Saturday nights because uh, my daughter, she has friends over in Norwood, and I drive by. And uh, it's more of a liquor store than it is a gas station. It's quite concerning for me. It's, not, it's, it's right off of 95. I'm quite concerned. I'm having a very difficult time um, uh, uh, accepting this because it's not in the best interest of the town of Canton. And there's all kinds of people that go in there um, that I've been told by uh, people that uh, uh, underage people buying alcohol. And I know you can buy um, licenses that can, can go by, they can, they can uh, they go by the, uh, uh, the scanner, thank you. So I'm quite concerned. What are you gonna have in place? I mean, uh, this, this can't continue the way it's been operating. It's, it's, a, it's absolutely not, not in the best interest of public safety. And this is, this is the town of Canton's license. You, you're aware of that. It's not a privilege. It's a privilege, not a right. So I'm very concerned uh, about this. And um, I'm not, uh, you know, I, I take it very seriously. And I, I, I know, I would assume you would too as well. So um, <clears throat> give me some, can, make me feel comfortable if I give you a license because you have no, no, no experience selling alcohol, beer and wine. And the reputation is that's where you go. So I'm quite concerned, and I'm, 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 as I said again, I'll say it again. In my opinion, as one member, it's not in the best interest of the town of Canton. Because people come flying off of 95, and they go in there and they buy beer or wine or whatever, soda, whatever, and there's been more than one accident of people coming out because it's, you know, people trying, it's a, busy, it's a busy, busy street, especially in the morning and at rush hour both ways. So give me something that will make me feel warm and, warm and fuzzy. Basically, I, I take this very seriously. I, you know, I run all my businesses within the laws, and I adhere to the town. Uh, I am a guest at the town, and I would like you when you pass by, you smile when you see me, not, you know, look the other way and, you know, try to take any dis disciplinary action, sure. uh, uh, you know, uh, against me. At the same time, this is a substantial investment, and if I, I'm not going to jeopardize that in any ways. First of all, uh, Sunoco holds basically holds all the cards so if I didn't do things by the book they could not renew my lease I do not own the property so it is in my best interest to to run it the right way and I want to build a great reputation wherever I am I have a great reputation with the towns and you know I, I intend to keep it this way I and 
as I said before, this is the closest to my house, so I intend to spend a long time at that station to make sure everything is ran the right way. Uh, you know, I assure you, I give you my word, uh, but I will train my employees. Uh, there is no way that I will allow anybody to sell any underage product, in, uh, as it, if it's cigarettes, uh, lottery, or any alcoholic beverage. Again, this is a long-term uh, investment for me, mm -hmm. and I would like to be there for a very, very long, long, long time. And I want to keep the town happy, the neighbors happy. I want to be a good neighbor for everyone. I don't want to be the, you know, the bad apple on the street that mm -hmm. people will look the other way. This is the guy that's, you know, I, I'm a family guy. I have four kids, uh, six, nine, 14, and uh, sorry, six, nine, 12, and 14. Uh, and basically, I imagine my kids going to a store sometimes and buying alcohol at 15, 16, or 17, then you know, causing any damage or getting into accident. I will not allow that. So this is, this is very important to me. This is very serious to me. And if I gave my word on it, I will uphold my word. Uh, I will do my best and everything in my power to, 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 to exercise that. And if any one of the employee did, uh, employees did anything on the side without my knowledge, he will be fired immediately. There is no tolerance for any selling any alcohol or any tobacco to, to underage people. I will not allow that. <clears throat> and I apologize for being somewhat unprepared. We weren't aware of all the violations here. We, had we, asked did, we them, didn't know that. that is, we had asked the seller about that and they said there's no issues, there's no problems here, we haven't had any problems. So, I mean, I, well, I, I, I But there was. As a matter of fact, huh. you're going to have an uphill battle, but you're going to have to really pay attention to it because from what I'm understanding, that was the place known to go for underage people to go by. So I'm sure you're going to get a lot of people that don't know you're taking over. They're going to continue to try to purchase alcohol there. Ooh. But I don't think it's, you know, it should be your... You know, you'd be penalized for the actions of it's your It's my responsibility. I, no, it's I, my word. It's saying. my reputation. It's yeah. Well, I, I assume I we'll, we'll deal with that with the ABCC, too, in the next yeah. phase of this is we'll go through the Because the ABC is the one that, that oh, did yeah. the sting. Sure. And um, the, the, I think it was the, the, the cigarettes was the I believe, ATF, I believe. Uh, oh, the DOR, yeah. Uh, DOR, yeah. yes, yep. thank you. Yeah, it's a DOR. That's correct. So, um, and, and one more thing to add, too, is the, the seller is an older gentleman retiring, getting out of the business. He's not, a, he's not an older guy. He's getting into the business, and he's taking significant he's, he's loans on to go through this. And, and that's, he's pledging you know, the license. Pledging the license, but also he's got several businesses that if this is a problem, that affects other businesses as well. So it's just in, it's not in his interest to, to... Your reputation is everything. Of course it is. It's, you know, you ruin that for a few bucks selling it to mine. Or I think this is not only... It's, it's not common sense. <laughs> to, to me, I, I see it. It's not a good business behavior if, if you did it this way. Not only like ethical, it's not ethical of course, but if you're, it's not a good business decision to do that. Because if you lost your reputation. No, and you're absolutely right. And as Selectman Theodore said, um, that's the reputation out there now. That's the place to go in Canton and surrounding towns. So that's a huge, huge uphill battle for you folks. You have to be very aware of that. As I said, I'm very concerned about this. And I, 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 if, we, if, you don't, if we don't give you this license, are you still going to purchase the business or you haven't decided? I'm sure you didn't. I, I'm just asking hypothetically because it, it's, it's that much of a concern of mine. It's been going on too long. And, um, you know, he's got two strikes against him and um, the present owner. And I, if he walked through the door, I wouldn't know him. Um, so I, I'm, I'm quite concerned about um, their reputation 
and the tractor trailer is double parking out front because someone's going to get hurt because they're double parked right here and the exit is there and they're trying to get across, they're not going to see someone sliding down because if, if you're there in the morning coming off of 95, once 95 gets backed up, the Ponson Street becomes a parking lot. They go up Chapman Street, down Washington Street, left on Dedham Street. That's how they go. So, Quick, what are the, tra what are the trucks packed if I didn't get deliveries? Correct. So if you could speak to your delivery people say all deliveries have to be made within inside the parking lot. It's a tractor trailers, it's the beer and wine, it's the beer trucks yeah. and, the, and the Pepsi trucks that, yeah, I, that I've seen over the past several weeks right in the, uh, on the shoulder of the road. Whatever recommendation the board has, we'd be more, I'll be more than happy to <clears throat> exercise and make sure that it, 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 it's happening. Again, as I said, I want to be a good neighbor. It, it's very simple. Can we make a recommendation to what you touched upon earlier to get the, some sort of scanner system so that you have the scanner system? Yes. Right? Have you going to use it? Yes. Yeah, yes, but they, there's ways around that. That's absolutely. There is no, uh, you know, it's, you can't override that un unless you give them a password, basically, to the employees, and we won't give them the password so they can't override it unless well, there's they, a camera on that. And there is a camera on them, so it tells you it's a legitimate. It has to match the picture. It has to match yes. the picture. It has to be a real license, right? Yes. Oh. Okay. And it has to be a legitimate, yeah. legitimate license over 21. What do you say? He also had, there's because there's a 24-hour license. It's like you got a camera on the on the cashier at all times, no matter what. Anyway, so like that's. I mean, there's no. Yeah, they don't want people helping themselves either. <laughs> sure. Well, that's. I mean, part of it, and you know, who Job knows? Job business. <laughs> uh, let me ask you another question, if I may, sir. What are the hours you're going to sell beer and wine? I think the current license is still like 12.30 at night. I think it's 9 12, to 12. 9 to 12. Is what the current license is. is so, I mean, we wouldn't, we wouldn't put in for any change in hours. And if we did, would they, so 12.30 at night is, is awful, you know, maybe 11 o'clock. I don't know. Is that something that might be doable and see how it goes? I'm, I'm, they're not, if they're out at 12.30 getting a six-pack of beer, there's problems. That's a concern. And we have problems there now. We could revisit it and say, we haven't had any problems. That's what I'm asking. You say, no, that's unacceptable, then we'll deal with it. You say, we're willing to live with it for the first six months and revisit it, we could, something we could, we could probably do. Now, I'm not trying to bust your chops because you're new. I understand that. And I can't take the sins of the father against the son. So, Appreciate you know, and I, I want to be, I want to see you come to Canton to be successful. But I'm, I, it, it bothers the heck out of me when I go by there on a Saturday night and there's more people buying beer than there are getting gas. Is it a gas station or is it a liquor store? That's my concern. On a Friday night and Saturday night. So that's my concerns. And that's seven days a week you can sell it, correct? Sundays now? So that's my concern. Ms. Oh, I'm sorry, Ms. Lopez. Sorry. Um, you've obviously heard serious concerns here. Um, if we grant the license and there is a violation, um, Mr. Chair or Administrator, what are our rights to take immediate action to revoke the license? Uh, to be fair, I think it has to be a process, and I should, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, town council, but like it's basically three strikes and you're out. And that's well, what it, is I, it three strikes? We couldn't make it fewer than three the, strikes it, because of this concern? Depends what happens. Depends on the severity of the infraction. Yeah, thank you. It, you, would, you, would, you could have a hearing to decide whether you wanted to modify, revoke, or suspend the license based oh. on a violation. What was your name again, sir? My name is Edgar Fayad. In all honesty, um, I think he's I think he's he's got a big investment in this and I think he's very serious about uh, taking it seriously. So I, I would have no problem just um, 
moving on and, and allowing to run his business and then just go from there and see what happens. I, I have no problem with that. I think, I think you do. I think you have, you have safety measures in place. So. In, in good faith, I will, I will do my, my best, more than my best, to run a good business, adhere with the recommendations of the town, and you know, I'll give you my cell phone. You see any problems, you call me. I'll, I'll fix it. You know, you know I, I want to be a good neighbor. It's as simple as that. I want you to see me. And I'm not saying mistakes doesn't happen, but if it's not no, going to be all, intentional. I understand that. We all make mistakes. It's I, not going to be intentional, of course. And when I know about it, it's going to be corrected immediately and dealt with. This is, this is my word to you. And I, I believe you. I believe and we you. can work with Sunoco on terms of like signage for the guys or the, the, the trucks and things like that too. Be because they can pull right up in the right way where they deliver, we deliver yes. the gas. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's a, obviously, if there's a tractor tractor trailer unloading gas, they can't park there. But you know, they, they, it's a big parking lot. Well, and I think there's actually right now some renovations going on on the islands yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, they, to they clear out a little space, and it's just. But yeah, we can. I mean, we can also say. right now. I'm not. Yeah, because they've been. You're doing concrete work when I've gone by and seen the, the, um, the different... Um, the, pole, the poles of yes. the canopy, they're reinforcing the poles of the canopies. Yes. But in that context, we can talk, because Sunoco owns the property. Sunoco owns the whole bit. They, they own everything that's there. Um, we can talk to them about, hey, this is a concern the town has. And no parking on the, on the, uh, on the street. If you could, that would, that would yeah. go a long way, because I'm just scared to death. And for, for, the, for, the, for the drivers that are delivering the product, they, they have pallets of, of beverages and they've got to walk them up, up, up the way. And I'm worried people coming out, as I said before, people's you know, in a hurry, because once 95 gets backed up in the morning, that's where they go. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Chairman, Judy. just to clarify the, uh, the, the times when they can sell alcohol, it's, it's Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 11 p.m. Oh, and, so it is 11. And then Saturday, it's 10 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Sundays is 12 p.m. to 11 p.m. Okay. So it's not 12, yeah. So, I mean, same hours. We're not, we didn't put a change in. That makes me feel better. And I, again, I'm not trying to, as I said, hold you responsible because you're not. No, you have I all the right I, to be concerned. Absolutely. This is your concerned. backyard. This is your kids are going there. So I completely understand. I have teenagers and their friends and their friends in um, Canton and other and surrounding towns. That's the place to go. Unfortunately, it is what it is. When I was growing up, I knew where to go. And I, I said it, you know. But now I'm old and well, I won't say why. Now, I'm old. now people just tell them where to go. <laughs> yeah, people tell me where to go all the time. <laughs> Any other comments or questions from the board? No. Anyone from the audience? Hearing none, I'll look for a motion to close I, the hearing. I move that the board. Oh, excuse me. Do you want to say anything else, gentlemen? No? Nope. I move okay. that the board close the public hearing. Second. Motion made in second to close the hearing. All those in favor say aye. 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 That's 4-0. And now I move that the board approve the application for the transfer of uh, Section 15 wind em up um, package show license and a pledge license being transferred from ACAR Enterprising Inc. to a business as Nepal Street Sunoco to Canton Gas and Convenience, 702 Nepal Street Canton, Mass. So moved. Second. Motion made and second. Any comments, questions, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. 4-0. Good luck and thank, thank you, you for much. understanding that thank you very much. I, I was going to vote against it because I just, I'm very concerned about public safety up there and um, if you know where I'm coming from. He's serious about the cell phone, too. Yeah, okay. I, I just want to say something. Sometimes people, unfortunately, uh, running a good business pays better than a legitimate business pay, pays better yeah. than, yeah. you know, cutting corners and, and doing, but people don't understand that, unfortunately. I, I think you'll do well. I'll get you to find. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
supposedly uh, we're Hopefully just waiting. We're waiting on the bank to uh, to oh. finalize everything and the final approval from Sunoco. Good luck. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks for understanding. Mr. Theodore. Next on the agenda is the assignment of agreement for Route 24 billboard. Attorney Burr, uh, that we can, can we continue this to another meeting? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <so. laughs> After that, I think you're warmed up, right? Uh, <coughs> good evening, um, Mr. Chairman and members of the board. Uh, Robert Burr, Council for American Outdoor Media. I'm here this evening requesting that the board approve an assignment of a grant agreement. The grant agreement is the uh, grant agreement for the billboard on Route 24, 120 Cedar Street. It is now um, completed and it's contemplated to be sold to Outfront Media. Outfront Media is a national operation that's operating two billboards in this town now, one on I-95 and also one on Royal Street. Um, the assignment's been reviewed with town council and with the town administrator, and uh, I'd request your approval this evening. Thank you. Any questions for Attorney Burr? Hearing none, Mr. Mr. Duty? No questions for me? No questions? Is there I a motion, Mr. Theodore? I move that the board approve the assignment of agreement for the Route 24 billboard. Uh, second the motion. Motion been made and seconded. Any further questions, comments, or concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, 4 0. Thank you. I almost said aye out of habit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but usually it's four to, if you were here, it would be 4 to 1. That's not, that's not true. We just get criticized. There are too many unanimous votes. Thank you. Happy holidays to everyone. Right. Thank you. Too. Thank you. Mr. Theodore. Wait a second. Um, Next is uh, vote to execute the seventh amendment to the development agreement. Mr. Plant. Mr. Plant, how are you, sir? I'm good, Mr. Chairman. Thought Thank you. They would never come, did you? We started in January, I believe, but finishing out by the end of the year, that's a good sign, I guess, right? Bernie Plant represented Canton Holdings, uh, LLC, redeveloper of the uh, former Plymouth Harbor site. Uh, this evening's request is to finalize the Seventh Amendment to the Plymouth Rubber Redevelopment Agreement. The Seventh Amendment memorializes the vote by the uh, Select Board on July 26th to modify the development agreement in a couple of respects, and I, I can quickly go through that. The previously approved uh, uh, Commercial use on lot eight, which is right here, um, is going to be negated in favor of 77 units of age-restricted housing. 70 of the units will be market rate, and seven will be moderate income. Uh, a rendering of the uh, site plan and schematic is part of the package I just handed out. Um, in relation to the, uh, uh, the amendment uh, that will change uh, the use for Lot 8, um, we're obligated uh, to construct a dog park uh, also on Lot 8 uh, that will have 10 dedicated, uh, specifically dedicated parking spaces and five shared parking spaces with the age-restricted condos. Exhibit A and B of the Seventh Amendment document uh, shows the location of the dog park. But I will point out 
this plan uh, is a little bit older and things got modified since this plan uh, was generated. But this is Revere Street, the Canton Junction train station is right here. This is the building that's nearing completion and they're going to start closings on that uh, this month. This is the building where the foundation is in. They'll start framing uh, that building in January. Uh, and then these are the two buildings that will uh, accommodate the 77 units of age-restricted housing. Uh, you'll note that there are two curb cuts on Rubia Street. Those remain. There are no additional curb cuts being proposed for the 77 units. They'll share this uh, loop road uh, here and not quite as colorful, kind of an updated plan that shows various uses. So here's the building that's under construction. Uh, these two represent the 77 units, parking for the 77 units, and approximately 1,000 square foot uh, uh, Jewish ritual bath, mikvah that comes to pass in this location. Outdoor amenities, or the 77 units. This will be a separate condominium to the existing condominium. So these 77 units will have all their own um, um, amenities. Um, we've designated a 33,000 square foot piece of land in this area for the dog park. Parking will be five spaces along the exit of the existing buildings out through the street in this location, five spaces within the parking lot for the 77 units, and then we'll designate another five spaces in this area, approximate to the dog park, the shared use between the, uh, the condos and the, uh, and the dog park. We have not yet designed the dog park. However, uh, today uh, I visited the, uh, the Sharon dog park, which is a very nice facility, nice parking. That whole area is is, uh, is quite nice, and it's. I find that that park is a little more kin to the, um, you know, the park that the town has behind the Conservation Commission building on Pleasant Street, right? Kind of wide open, and there are paths in there. This park is um, is going to be a little bit smaller than the Sharon Park. It is wooded right now, and there's a fair amount of undergrowth uh, on the. Uh, on the 33,000 square feet of, of land area. The plan is to thin out any dead or dying trees and to get rid of as much undergrowth as we can, but still satisfy the Conservation Commission so that uh, people will be able to make their way around the 33,000 square feet. We're mandated under the uh, uh, Seventh Amendment to make certain minimum, minimum improvements um, that uh, uh, that are required. Uh, generally, the design will, will be compliant with the American Kennel Association uh, requirements for dog parks. Um, I've reviewed Amanda Sloan. Amanda Sloan is from um, Sharon, and, and uh, she is the one that uh, generated a, a rather lengthy document about building dog parks, and, and, and she called upon other dog parks in the area that uh, experience with other dog parks in the area that were built in Hingham and Hyde Park in order to generate this um, uh, this outline for uh, you know a properly designed uh, dog park. So we'll follow her guidelines, we'll follow the American Kennel Association uh, guidelines. Um, 
and then the, as I say, the, uh, the Seventh Amendment calls out for uh, such things, you know, it's got to be fenced, there have to be these stations for people to use uh, dog waste bags, there'll be trash removal, there'll be benches, uh, that type of stuff, rules and regulations. Um, uh, and then access uh, will be controlled through a gate system that are over there. Um, so we look forward to that design. That the design of that park will will uh, will be um, uh, done at the same time the 77 units are designed. We're ready to start the design of the 77 units. We'll do the dog park at the same time. Um, in the construction, how long would that take, Bernie? For the dog park and in the apartments as well. Just ballpark, or dog park. Yeah, the, <laughs> the condos, the construction period for the condos will probably be two years. Uh, there's been a you know, substantial slowdown in, in activity for sales of, of uh, Real condos over there. In fact, they just spoke to the sales guy today over at Thorndike, and they're getting, where before they have 12, 15 people a week, they're getting two or three people a week. Over the building, that's, the building, uh, that's nearing completion is completely sold. Yeah, okay. The building that uh, the foundation is going in, there are 49 market rate units, 32 of the 49 are committed. So <coughs> Thorndike is anxiously going on this because it is a 55 and older product, which differentiates itself from the other stuff, which is not uh, age restricted. So this will give them another market specific for people 55 and older. Um, but I would think that that's a three-and-a-half, three-year project. But by the time you market them, get them built and conveyed, it's probably three years. Construction of the dog park shouldn't take more than uh, 60 days, I would, I would think. Um, so in addition to the dog park, we're obligated under the Seventh Amendment uh, to um, construct a 1,400-square-foot patio uh, on the west side of the, the uh, first floor of the uh, the first level of the uh, uh, Revere Museum that will expand their ability to accommodate functions there in the building. It's, it's an attract. It was done. The design was done by um, by the Revere Heritage Committee's architect, and he did a nice job. It's going to be a solid, uh, attractive-looking uh, uh, space. Um, we're also obligated to. Uh, to add some safety railings on the north side of the George Jenkins Bridge, which uh, is already, uh, I've ordered the, uh, the galvanized steel to go on there. The construction of a 10 to 12 space parking lot in the former Eversource substation lot opposite the fire station. Um, the construction of a 63 stall parking lot for the Heritage Park in, in nearby town uses up near the Canton Junction uh, train station access to that lot and it is shown right here although the shape of the the shape of the design of the lot has changed a little bit it's going to be more uh, kind of parallel to this lot line this is being built actually on a piece of property that's partially it's more uh, that's substantially owned by the town of Canton formerly called the Peter True property uh, it was taken by, from True by the town for taxes and then we're throwing in some land over here uh, to accommodate the 63 uh, spaces. Those, that lot will be fenced, it will be lit, 
it'll, there'll be drainage, um, and the use of that 63 spaces is for activities happening down here and other nearby activities um, undertaken by the town. It also requires the conveyance of a, under the original development agreement, we were to convey a, a, a single, a, a, um, a moderate income one bedroom unit and through some negotiations, we're gonna convey a two bedroom unit in the building that the foundation is, is, was just completed, so building five. Finally, it requires the payment by Canton Holdings to the town of $314,000, $314,800 for roadway improvements on the Ponce Street opposite, uh, along the frontage of the Heritage uh, uh, Park. Uh, so I think that summarizes the intent of the Seventh Amendment. <coughs> We've already gotten underway with some of this stuff, the, the, um, the patio, the shed uh, has been filed, has been approved by the Planning Board, a Conservation Commission meeting is Next 14th. week, 14th. Yes, and the ZBA is is this a Thursday. day or two after that. Oh, that's the next day, the fifteenth, not the eighth. Yes, yes, yeah. So, how much of that we can start this winter? I'm not too sure, but we're anxious. And the next thing will be. Uh, if it's design. like this, we can go all winter. Right. <laughs> next thing will be design that 63 space lot. Right. So the request, uh, Mr. Chairman, members of the board, is. Um, that we execute the Seventh Amendment that, that has more detail than what I expressed, but uh, I think that we're all in agreement on, on, uh, on these changes. Thank you. Uh, from the board first, and I recognize you, sir. Any questions from the board? Ms. Lopez? Um, first of all, thank you. There's been an enormous amount of work to take the memorandum of understanding and create the full agreement, so um, thank, thank you, you for working through this. Uh, just two questions. You mentioned that the condominium, the two-bedroom condominium that's going to be conveyed to the town is in the current yeah. building that's being constructed now. Right. What's your best guess as to when that will be conveyed to the town and therefore available for the town to sell? Um, not You're later. You're not held to it. I'm just. Yeah. Not later than uh, September of next year. September of 2023. Correct. Okay, a year from now. Okay. And second question, you mentioned that um, the new buildings will take about three years to construct, although the dog park should only take about 60 days to construct. Do I understand correctly that the dog park can't open until the buildings are open because they are dependent upon the parking? Or do you think that it's reasonable to assume the dog park could open prior to when the buildings are um, so, available for sale? Yeah, so one third of the parking spaces that are committed to that are committed to the dog park are located off lot eight. Okay. On lot six A. That can be constructed. Getting uh, dog park uh, uh, dog uh, owners in through a construction site to that. Right. So I think that we'll have we'll have to work with those five spaces, but we can construct the dog park and access will be right off of Revere Street. So that, that can go forward, but not with the full complement of power. Okay, but, but it doesn't have to wait for three years. Oh, it does not. Okay. No. Thank you. We could do that in the spring. Okay. Uh, any other questions for Mr. Plant from the members of the board? No. Yes, sir, if you would, sir, you want to speak, just come up to the microphone and 
Your name and your address for the record, sir, please. Hi, I'm Scott Winter, 6 Kelly Way. Um, Lisa just asked me, I got answered the question. So from what I understand, the dog park in the spring will be ready for people to use? Is that what I just heard? I think that we'll start it in the spring, I would, you know. Yeah, this is, we, the, fall, this is the winter, so. About three years from now. No, no, no. no, that's no. A, no. Um, secondly, will water be provided? Virtually every dog park I've been to has w water access for the dogs. I don't uh, believe that that is contemplated. No. Um, no. Is that something we could do? Because the utilities are right there. It, it is something you can do, but who's going to take responsibility? It's got to be blown out in the winter, and uh, I don't mean to turn my back. I'm not sure who, you know, the Sharon Dog Park has it. The hang the, all the dog parks you mentioned have it. Right. So it must be doable. It is doable, there's no question. Uh, I guess we have to work that out with the uh, with the group that's. We can take operate. a look at it. Yeah, if we can do it. We will because yes, absolutely. It dogs seems like need the utilities water. are right there. It's yeah. almost a no-brainer. Right. Um, I'll, I'll talk to Mr. Plant and get together with uh, the DPW or the water department. Also, are the the plans in stone, or is this something that can be uh, discussed as far as the design aspect of it? No, it hasn't been designed yet. Okay. Uh, is there a way to get involved with that? Sure, we can. Uh, uh, Ms. Lopez. Um, uh, please stick around for the next agenda item. I know, I, it's <laughs> sort of going together, but yeah. while he was here, I didn't know if he was going to be here for the next agenda item or not. I hope you'll stay. <laughs> Glad to. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and we'll talk about uh, what's contemplated okay. through a Friends of the Dog Park Association right. and the kind of working relationship we have to have in order to make this successful. Great, all right, thank you. Thank you, sir. Any other comments or questions? Again, I just want to echo what Ms. Lopez said. I want to thank uh, the town administrator, uh, you, Bernie, your council, and our council for, um, it wasn't a day went by that we had another uh, <coughs> curveball or uh, 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 work things out and things have been worked out. I thank you for, for working it out, Charlie. I thank you for your hard work and Charlie Aspinwall as well. Yes. Um, thank you for all your hard work because um, this is a long time coming. Yes. <laughs> thank you, I appreciate you. Thank you. Patience and sticking to it. <laughs> right back at you. <laughs> and yet, hearing all the comments or questions, is there a motion, Mr. Theodore? Oh, up. yes. Please come up to the. Hi, everyone. I'm Danielle Vallejos. I live at 91 Bay Drive in Canton. 91 what? 91 Bay Drive. Bay Drive, okay. In Canton, yes. Thank you. Um, previously, I lived in Canton, I mean, in Dedham for a while, and I ran for Dedham Park and Rec. I also served on uh, the board for the Vasco Birthmark Foundation, which was international. Since I've lived in Canton, I haven't really found my niche in order to contribute. Um, definitely looking for the opportunity to do that. I do have a dog. I have an, a, a little Australian Shepherd. Um, she's four months old. Uh, so if there is an opportunity to volunteer um, or anything that I can do to contribute um, for the dog park, it's something that I'm very passionate about is contribution within our town. So please reach out. I would be happy to help. But as Ms. Lopez said, stay tuned for the next, the next hearing. Okay. <laughs> Lock that door, Mr. Dorenzis. <laughs> Thank you. Any other comments or questions from the, anyone in the audience? Hearing none, there's a motion, Mr. Theodore? I move that the vote, uh, board vote to execute the Seventh Amendment to the Development Agreement. Second. Motion has been made and seconded. Any further discussion, comments, or concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? That's 4 0. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Mr. Next, Theodore, next, next order on business, the sir. agenda is the Friends of the Dog Park discussion of responsibilities.
Do you want to take this, Lisa? Um, yeah. Um, perhaps, Carolyn, you want to come to the table? Um, but just to set the stage here, um, in 2015, the inclusion of a dog park um, was part of the development agreement that came before town meeting. And it was recognized that a dog park was an amenity that would be appreciated not only by the residents of the new neighborhood to be created around Revere Street and Neponset Street, um, but an amenity that would be appreciated by all of the town. It's been a long time coming um, uh, for reasons of COVID and other reasons. You know, it's taken longer to get to this point than we expected at the time, but the select board did not forget that this was a material part of the agreement in the back and forth of the negotiation. Um, but it's really important to underscore that throughout the discussions concerning a dog park, there was always an uh, explicit understanding that the town did not have the bandwidth through Parks and Rec um, or um, other services of the town to operate it on a day-to-day -day basis insofar as maintenance is concerned. And there was a group of people that came forward and said, just like other communities in cities and towns across the country, really, we're willing to do the work of a Friends of the Dog Park to make sure that, on, th that we've got the governance in place um, and that the day-to-day -day maintenance and uh, enforcement of rules will be observed because it's that important to the community. <coughs> and so, Carolyn, I, I, I want to um, uh, thank you for all of the work that you've done in trying to organize uh, a group of very passionate uh, people until very recently. <laughs> I was one of them, but unfortunately we've lost our dogs, and so I am no longer <laughs> going to be a user. Um, but I know there are many, many people in town who have been waiting for a long time for this. Um, so please tell us what you've done to date, and um, I, I suspect we'll have some questions if, you know, for you as well. Yes, um, well I'd like to thank you for all of your communication um, over the past, I think it's been a year and a half at this point. Um, is your name and address for the record? My name is Carolyn Mulway and I'm at 39 Algonquin. Oh, okay. You're related to Michael? He's my dad. Oh, okay, I went to high school with Michael. Oh, nice. <laughs> Tell you how old I am, right? <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> I'll keep my mouth shut, okay? <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so at, world. <laughs> at, yeah. uh, at this point, we have 45 members subscribed by email to volunteer. Um, and we have four members committed to the Friends of the Canton Dog Park Board. Um, <clears throat> I also created a Facebook group about a year ago, and I opened that up just recently um, to the town. Um, and I, I wanna say that in the past couple of days, we have a membership of 163 and counting. Um, less than 24 hours ago, I created these polls. Um, I wanted them to be as recent as possible, just to give you an accurate uh, idea of, of what we have. Um, and it's just a couple of questions. I didn't want to make it too complicated. Um, 
but I really do feel like they're important for us to know since this is a developing site. Um, one of them is what size of dog, what breed you have. Um, is it a large dog? Is it a small dog? Um, people are still answering these questions, so they're subject to change. However, at this point, 86 votes, 51% of them are small to medium. Um, I find that to be really important if it's just, if we're gonna develop this to be one open space um, and 51% of the dogs are smaller, um, I don't think that's going to make for a uh, amicable environment for all dogs. Um, it might be best if we do, if it's possible that we um, create a smaller area for smaller dogs as well, divide it up. Um, another question that I asked was what type of surfaces would you like to see your dog having fun on? Um, there were about seven different options for people to choose from and the majority said that they wanted well-maintained grass which would be nice, that would be very ideal uh, for a dog. However, I think uh, with upkeep, that would be a lot on our end. Um, that would also require irrigation, seeding, um, the space would have to be big enough to get a lawnmower in there. Um, <coughs> that would have to kind of go into account, <coughs> especially with this last drought that we had and we have grass there, it might be uh, a little difficult. Um, Lisa and I talked about a dog park in Boston that was created and they used pea stone over crushed um, granite, which is great for drainage, great for um, keeping uh, microbes down to a minimum. Um, and then there's also turf, which was uh, at 23%. Um, and then one of the other questions that I asked was about the trees. I know that there are a lot of trees over there. Um, it does need some work. Uh, I'm wondering if this would be completely cleared to be leveled, if there is a possibility for us to leave some oaks or maples, uh, not evergreens, because we do want to be able to see the dogs uh, for safety reasons, but uh, I think that would, I think it would be helpful to leave some trees if it's possible, um, even if it's two. <laughs> um, and then uh, it was brought to my attention by a member that grants are available for funding, um, which is good for Friends of the Canton Dog Park since um, funding is something that is in our pipeline. It's not currently happening, um, but uh, grants are out there and that's something that I'm willing to work with the town on in the future if that's uh, something that we can do. Great. Thank you. Any uh, comments from Ms. Mulway? Questions? I guess I would just make one more comment and we talked about this um, because unlike Sharon um, the dog park here is really in the middle of a neighborhood. Mm -hmm. It's not in the middle of a big uh, recreation space. Um, it's contemplated to be for Canton residents. Correct. Um, and you know, we spoke about that being a net benefit for the participants um, uh, who would hopefully have some real sense of ownership um, and, and feel a sense of pride about keeping it up uh, and being respectful of the neighbors, um, understanding how important that is. 
Okay. Yes. And um, I think that will also be beneficial for uh, keeping it clean and easily maintained. Um, it was mentioned that, you know, can, can we as a residence say we have a friend from out of town, can we bring a dog? I feel like um, situations like that will happen. Um, and maybe that's something, I'm not really sure what we could do as far as that. Are we willing to bend the rules for that? Or is it going to be, you know, marked on the plaque, Canton residents only? Um, how would you enforce this? Well, if some, it, I don't think it would necessarily be policed, um, but if something were to happen between two dogs and one of them is not a resident, animal I, I really don't animal know control, what. More, more, animal, animal, animal control, animal control is now under the police department in Canton. Mm -hmm. Stacy Nee, she does a fantastic job, so. It would fall under her jurisdiction, I would imagine. I mean, one of the, in the answer to the question, one of the ways to uh, control is to have um, a system whereby residents would get a, uh, a license. It, it could be for a very, very low cost or no cost. But that way, we would have a database of everybody who um, wanted to use the, the park. Uh, we would know that their dog um, is licensed and ha does have their vaccinations. If there was a way to, um, if there was a, a reason uh, to promulgate rules, you know, and distribute and, and market um, how we wanted to police the park, um, we would have a database of users. So if there are complaints or if there are incidents, then the uh, animal control officer would have the authority to be involved. But our expectation is that it would really be self-policing. Um, uh, for the association, for the Friends of the Dog Parks. Just a quick, uh, just not a quick, these dogs are allowed to run off leash, correct? Yes. Okay. Any other questions or comments? Members of the board? No. Mr. Duty? Anyone from the audience? Yes, sir, just a name and address for the record, please, sir. Yeah, Ed Kessman, 45 Plummer Street. Uh, one thing about, about restricting it, like you're uh, discussing doing, is um, you're not going to qualify for the, this, this is kind of similar to, to, to remember when you're trying to fix up the res. So if you take grants, you're not going to be able to, to, to restrict it like you're talking to. So by doing that, we're going to have to drop the, the, the grant idea. The grid that they could be used to, um, uh, to, to design it and could be do uh, some from other stuff. They're actually opening up the grants in, in, in January. So it would make sense to, to leave it open and to see exactly what's, you know, to see, see what could be done here. I understand you're going from, uh, uh, Mr. Plant, is, is going from, um, um, is going to design it based on Sharon's. But I think getting a professional to do it might be might be better to might be better for everybody, and the grant money would allow you to do that. In addition, um, in addition, you're also talking about um, um, I'll, I'll I'll drop that for now. But that that was my my thought there is that you probably want to. Pursue um, uh, uh, leaving it open for all, and, and seeing seeing if we could get some grants and, and what can go on there. 
Okay, thank you, Mr. Kesselman. Any other comments or questions? Yes, sir. <coughs> Scott Winter, Six Kelly. Um, I just wanted to second everything Carolyn said, pretty much in agreement. And I also want to emphasize um, some of the best dog parks I've ever been to have a small dog and large dog sections. Sometimes it's 50-50. And it's not really the size of the dog, it's the activity of the dogs. If you get uh, Dobermans and German Shepherds and stuff, they're going insane with each other. The little poodles kind of, you know, my dog just kind of backs out and doesn't want to go in. So if you have a sort of like a, a rough house section and a quiet section, which is really what it comes down to, it's fabulous. I know we no longer go to Sharon because uh, they have just one big area and uh, there's people there that um, don't look after their dogs and they get very rough and they start attacking other dogs. So th that's something I'd like to... Um, sure, we can take a... Um, I, I think really strongly feel about is having, uh, and not a small little section either, almost like a 50 or 60-40 split so that um, gentle dogs don't have to put up with you know, the, oh, the roughhouse, which is great. Dogs like the roughhouse and that's fabulous, but not all dogs do. No. So... I'm, Scott, excuse me, I'm curious, when you go up to Sharon, how many, how many of the dog people that are out there are from outside of Sharon, do you know? Are, I'd say almost a majority. From I mean, outside. I talk to people, I'm from Bridgewater, I'm from Canton, or I'm from Walpole. Um, a lot of people are, are, are not from Sharon. Of course, there's you know, a fair amount from Sharon, too. But um, it's, it's, it's a real mixture. Foxborough, a lot of Foxborough up there. Um, and they, they put a nice little gazebo in there recently, too, which is great. Because uh, it's somewhere where you can sit in the shade. Boy um, Scouts did that. The Boy Scouts did? Yeah, mm -hmm. great job. Um, also, the shade trees, I think, is critical, too. Mm. And I also put a vote in for bark. For the, for the uh, pea stone can get hot and can be rough on the feet. Um, turf is, I mean, grass is just out of the question. That'll get chewed up in no time. So if, if I had to vote for it, I'd say, you know, the bark is good. Um, even though my dog keeps digging it up, and that's an issue. But <laughs> that, that's on me. Thank you. And what we'll do is take all this information and uh, get together with Mr. Plant. And I know, I know exactly what you're saying. Like, because my dog behind the behind the uh, glass door in the front front of the house, she's awful brave. But someone looks at her, she runs up the stairs. <laughs> she's a four-year-old golden retriever. So I know exactly what you're saying. So she's she's a coward at heart, but she's a good girl. <laughs> Any other questions? Uh, yeah, just one more question. How many people are, do you have helping you? At this point, we have 45 members that are in agreement to actively volunteering. And I think 46. 46. Oh, we got 46. 46, not, yeah. 46. Oh, good. Okay, good. Mr. Plan's 47. <laughs> Thank you. Any other comments or questions? Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Mulway. Thank you. Thank you. Also, great, by the way. Oh, no, behind you, I was just talking to Ed. Thank so you. Your house looks great. Oh. Next order of business, Mr. Theodore. Um, capital request. Uh, yes, we have the That's capital request. Uh, first, Mr. Trotter, Public Works. Public Works, Mr. Trotter. Randy, wake him Can you up. Help him up, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, you're really getting into. <laughs> well, that's not nice. That's not nice. That's that's fresh. <laughs> I only got the bill first because I promised the um, finance director and the town administrator that I wouldn't take more than eight minutes. 
Yeah, the clock. You're on. The clock's just ticking. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Trotta, Superintendent of Public Works. Good evening. Um, public Works has, um, as you know, we're responsible for Public Works property maintenance, water, and sewer requests. Public Works has oh, nine you. requests this year. Um, six wheel dump for uh, 324,000. Uh, Park Brook study for 260,000. Memorial Field study for 252,000. Uh, we'd like to buy a ride on leaf blower, 30, uh, 13,000. A, a flail boom mower that goes on uh, the tractor, uh, that's about 15,000. We're looking to uh, replace truck 14, which is an F-250 with a F-350. Um, that's estimated at 90,000. Um, we uh, have a request in for put a drain at the end of Pleasant Circle where it's presently flooding and that's 270,000. Um, we also have a request to paint the exterior of the garage and the salt shed, that's 64000 And we have a request under Public Works to buy a Ford Explorer for a hybrid for um, the engineering department. We wanted to buy an Escape like we have for the uh, meter reader car, but Ford is not making Escapes. They have no transmissions for them next year. Any questions on, yes. Ms. Lopez. Um, the equipment is fairly self-explanatory. Yes. Can you talk about the half a million dollars worth of the studies? What are they intended to uh, the study? These studies, one, the Mass Park Brook study, if you remember these two studies, you uh, as a board approved and voted to add it on to the Public Works request. You, you voted this in September. Sorry, I don't remember. <laughs> but that's all right. So the Massapog Brooks study, they both came out of a um, MVP grant that uh, Laura Schmid and Charlie Aspinwall and Barbara Ridden got several years ago. It is a um, climate study as a result of climate study and flooding. They, uh, they identified these two projects as uh, prime projects. The first one is the Massaprague Brook, which is to do a regional flood control study of Massaprague Brook, which would involve talking to the towns of Sharon and Stoughton to see, um, to examine how they contribute to the flow in that brook and how um, they can help assist with us in flood control measures downstream, because that brook runs all the way down from Massapog Pond in Canton, all the way down to um, <coughs> the uh, dam at uh, Pond Street through um, downtown and into the East Branch of the Canton River. The other memorial field study is um, run, uh, it's a study to look at uh, treating the runoff from that section of Chapman Street, um, Chapman and um, the, the streets that contribute to the 
flow that runs down through the high school. And um, that's sometimes result in flooding downstream from the high school. The brook that runs behind the library into the same um, drainage area we're talking about for the east branch of the Canton River. So that study would look at possibly making a couple of detention ponds or uh, retention ponds on the high school property, green kind of infrastructure projects. The town did get um, grant money for that three years ago, but it was not um, brought forward at town meeting. So um, that's why these two projects are on there to go to town meeting if you so choose. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, property maintenance, we have seven requests on the property maintenance. Uh, <coughs> one is to redo the HVAC system on the lower floor floor of the Town Hall, Memorial Hall. That's about 111,000. Um, the property maintenance division would like a new truck, so that would be a, another Ford F-350 for 90,000. We also would like to upgrade that we have a small farm kind of tractor down there that's taking care of Pequot side. It's really not efficient in, um, it just has the loader bucket so we would like to buy a gator, a utility vehicle that has a dump body that they can also use to run around and pick up debris and uh, help with the trail maintenance down there and the general maintenance, um, the ground maintenance at the Pequot side. Then we have two requests for um, the water sewer garage and the parks and rec garage. Neither one of them have fire alarms or um, <coughs> carbon monoxide detections in them. So we would like to put uh, fire alarms and carbon monoxide monitoring into those $150,000 system for the water garage and $37,000 system for the parks and recreation garage. The senior center, um, we would like $36,000 to um, deal with the HVAC issues, the long-going HVAC issues at the senior center. Um, we're looking at possibly putting what they call a variable refrigeration flow system in. Uh, this would, we're looking at um, downsizing, which um, several of the uh, consultants that have looked at the problem said that the system is really bigger than what we need over there. And the system is functioning, from my understanding, Diane can um, correct me. <coughs> I'm more than welcome for her to correct me. Um, but the system either runs hot or it runs cold. It's either it's hot. Um, in the summer and cold in the winter. And cold in the winter. And part of the problem there is if the multiple uses that they get, if they're doing a class or a dance class or a samba class and that room needs to be cool and they're having a card uh, cribbage tournament going on or they're doing some uh, quilting or some sewing well those rooms need to be a little bit warmer well that system can't do that so we're looking at this what they call variable refrigerant flow 
system that would allow um, rooms to control their temperatures so that you could have a warm room and a cold room, and hopefully this solves the ongoing problem down there. How come that wasn't done in the past? Um, I can't answer that question. But this has been an ongoing issue for many years, though, correct? Yes. Uh, they've had uh, several. Um, this, is a, this system is a relatively new system. I'm not saying it wasn't there eight years ago or nine years ago uh, um, when this project was looked at. Um, the BRC is now looking at several options with Steve as the, this board's representative to the BRC. We talked about it. Yes, Diane. I, I just wanted to interject. I think Mike described it perfectly, but there has been many days that we have not had heat, um, and it's been a continuous issue where we're running space uh, heaters to keep our participants warm. And I thank facility maintenance for coming in in the morning and making sure that it's warm when we get there. Yeah, it's, it's been, it's been so hopefully this helps, gets us to a step towards solving the problem. Now, that means you're going to have to spend capital money on construction or um, putting the system in. I'm not sure what that cost is um, that we'll get out of this study, but that would be the next step. Uh, the last request we have under um, property maintenance is this is the third year we brought this to um, the table is uh, doing the um, A&E for um, correcting the upstairs here in this building. So this is a $300,000 request. When we first started, it was about 180, but this is the fourth year it's been on the uh, menu and it's up to about 300,000. And that's to look at um, redoing the ceiling, dropping the ceilings, redoing the lighting, um, fixing the attic space above here. There's some holes in the wall and this they did some of that with the outside work now we want to change the insulation add insulation and fix up some of the inside of the upstairs um, also there are no sprinklers in the building so we want to add sprinklers to the building um, so this would be the a and e the estimated construction cost is over two million dollars for the whole project so again, um, as uh, the town administrator, Charlie Duty and Randy Scollins and I have uh, discussed, um, this is a, 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 you still have an, another couple of million dollars in repairs to go to this building. So really you have to sit down. I think it's time to sit down and really think about what you want to do with this building. Do we do we we sink four or five or six million dollars into it? Or do we look at doing something new somewhere else? Um, so those are the property maintenance requests. Water sewer requests water. We have seven requests. Um, contract reconstruction was funded at town meeting last year. Uh, based on an estimate that was um, almost two years old now. That original estimate was $3.1 million for the, for the construction. 
and on the update that we did with final design, design now that estimate is at 3.6, 3.65 million. So we need an extra $600,000 to cover that delta. Contract three is um, Randolph Street um, from Washington Street to Westchester, Randolph Terrace and Old Randolph Street, and Bolivar Street from um, downtown to water, uh, uh, Waterfall Village. There's also a request in here for a upgrade to the truck two, which has um, been repurposed four times. Um, it is um, basically assigned to um, the treatment plants. It's the sample truck. They, they go around and do the water samples. They do 30-something samples a week and then they have to bring these samples into either Chelsea or uh, the lab in Southborough. So we're looking at buying a electric vehicle for this truck. Um, it would not be a plow truck. It would just strictly run around town. Um, it can be plugged into um, either the Balva Street garage or the Water Street garage because they both have a uh, heavy enough electrical system to support charging the vehicle. Um, we also have a request in here for contract for design, which is 280,000. This is again, was approved at town meeting in our five-year capital plan. And this is about 8,000 feet of water main replacement on Pine, Sanford, <coughs> Sherman, and Fuller Streets. Uh, we're also looking at <coughs> Uh, 204,000 GAC granulated active, active charcoal replacement filter uh, at the Naponsa Street um, treatment plant. That filters are, um, they're good for 10 years to 15 years. We replaced them about six years ago. Um, so we'll, we constantly sample some of the um, nitrates that are taken out in that, not to get too technical, uh, uh, the numbers starting to creep up a little, so that indicates that it's time to plan for replacing um, that filter material. If I, if I can just interrupt for a second with Randy, maybe, maybe that's something, maybe APA funds, the next round of APA funds for water? It could be just 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 to put it to plant the seed. That's all. So, because roads and that's exactly you know in an ideal world that I would, it affects everybody in this town the water and the, and the roads. So they just want to throw it out. Yeah, that's fine. I just I'm not looking for you know just a commitment or anything like that. Just to put it plant put it on the table. We have a uh, request for uh, reverse court water main replacement. 420,000. The state of Massachusetts is. Any word on the bridge? Is replacing the. It, it is replacing the bridge. Is Christmas is, is coming too. They said that. Uh, it, is in, it is in 25% design <laughs> as um, part of that replacement of the bridge. They have to replace the water main that goes under the bridge. So, in order to replace that, um, we felt that we should replace the main 
It's only a four-inch main. It's an un undersized main on that dead-end street. So we do it now. We should replace yep. it now as part of the project. The state will include it as part of their project, but the town has to. It's an ineligible cost, so the town would have to fund that portion of um, the project. They would bid it and have their contract do it, but we would have they to put pay it in. We pay for it. Yeah. Yes. Um, and that is, they are going to, um, Charlie Duty should be hearing from them very shortly because they are going to have a public hearing sometime near the end of January, which would be a virtual public hearing um, to discuss the project and get uh, feedback from the town. Um, it's going to replace the one-lane bridge with the two-lane bridge, essentially in the same place. They would use, they would, right now the plan is um, to use the existing bridge, put the uh, new span next to that existing bridge, then take that existing bridge out, use the new span for the traffic until that second span is in. But that is their goal, I believe, is to be out for bid the end of next year and be in construction in 2024. Um, we have two uh, requests for a new compressor, um, $40,000 air compressor, and we have a request $56,000 for asphalt hotbox, um, which would essentially let them patch jobs during the winter and to recycle um, the mix as they need it, and this would also heat, infrared heat the patch so that they could better melt the old and the new together, and hopefully we don't have that patch breaking down. Then the sewer requests are um, for phase one I and I rehab on I, um, this is $1.6 million to do INI inflow and infiltration repairs of uh, existing sewer system. The big plus on this is the state will, uh, the state, the MWRA will give us $1.2 million grant. So out of that 1.6, the town only has to uh, pay for 400,000. So we spend 400 and get 1.6. Yeah, I get one. We spend 400, we get 1.2. 1.2. Yeah, 1.6 total. Um, and then the second request is for a uh, generator at Culloden um, Pump Station. And that's $40,000. That's it? That's it. I know it's, it was more than eight minutes. Yeah, you just, usually you're a lot longer. Well, that's because you kept interrupting. I know, I did, and I did, I did. <laughs> I did, I did. Lisa keeps kicking me over here. <laughs> so. Any questions for the superintendent? No, I, I just well, I just want to say, I, do you think it's actually uh, advantageous to put any kind of um, studies or engineering or architecture into this building until, like you said, we figure out what's going on with St. Gerard's or something like that? Wouldn't, wouldn't that be I, I, I leave that decision up to this august board. Um, I would think that that's a, a good question. That's a hard question that needs to be looked at, Selectman. I, I agree with you. 
is there, how, is there any um, pro, uh, progress made with that group of the chairman right there. I happen to be the chairman of that. <laughs> I like to think we're making progress. No, we've had two meetings. Uh, we have our third tomorrow, and we are entering the phase where we'll be soliciting public input as to what residents would like to see uh, that property be utilized as. So any and all ideas are going to be welcome, and once we collect all that data over the spring, we will put together three to five recommendations for the board. I believe we're tasked with presenting that to you in the fall, September. We're looking to do that. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Hi. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Trotter. Next up, Mr. Theodore. Um, we'll see. You up. <coughs> what the As I also rec I recognize the chairman of the. Uh, uh, Capital Outlay, uh, Mr. Amhart, Dave Amhart's here to feel free to chime in if you want, Mr. Sir. I'm trying I know to know you, I know you're not shy, so. Thank you, Mr. Hi, Barbara. Hi. Thank you for coming. Oh, thank you. Uh, for the record, I'm Barbara Reardon. I'm the health director for uh, the town of Canton. And we did submit. Former engineer. Former engineer. Some of that hit home, <laughs> I would have to say. Um, so we did submit a, a capital project request um, with the board before. Um, this is our first year for it. We are requesting $30,800 to purchase a uh, permanently situated emergency generator at Pequot Side Farm, 79 Pleasant Street. Um, we have found that the building is susceptible to high winds and losing electricity, um, and that is where we store our vaccine. So, um, the vaccine is, is it's critical to keep it within certain temperature limits, you know, too high or too low, and we can't use it anymore. Um, in this past year, I know that we've preemptively moved our vaccine to neighboring communities <coughs> where a, a storm was anticipated. And they've been great to work with, and, and no complaints about that, but it, it would be better, much, much better, if we could house our vaccine in our own building. Um, there is a cost associated with losing the vaccine, but I think the bigger point is we do most of our clinics by appointment. So if we have our folks planning on coming on a Wednesday to the senior center or a Saturday to the school and we lose our vaccine, now we really can't even help people. Help people. And, and I, I think that's kind of a, um, not a good situation for us. So, so the, the cost includes the placement of a big uh, steel box about twice the size of this outside one of the windows at, at Pequot side, a fence around it, concrete pad, and all the wiring that would be necessary to, um, to make it work. Um, and just one other thing, FM Generator is the one that gave us the quote, and they've done other work in town. Any questions from uh, Mr. Redden? Reasonable request. Should have Mike come in and show how sharp it should be. <laughs> <laughs> Thank awesome. you, Barbara. Thank you very much. Thank Thanks, you, Barbara. Next door, uh, next, Mr. Uh, Theodore. Uh, Department of Elder and Human Services. <coughs> Good evening. I promise I wouldn't say anything. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, Transportation. Welcome. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me to this evening. Tonight I'm here to hopefully talk about replacing our 2012 bus 
and 2003 Grand Vic, which I know I called it a Grand Vic, but it's a Crown Vic. <laughs> That's right, you called us. They don't make them anymore. Hmm? They don't make them anymore. No, but it's a wonderful car. What did you use that for? Get a we were using that for transporting um, older adults when we didn't have, you know, uh, when we didn't have a group of folks going. It just made more sense, sense to use the car. But we are finding that uh, older adults have difficulty getting in and out of that vehicle because it's so low. Yeah. They fit a whole family in the back seat. It could fit a whole family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll take it. So our transportation program is in high demand uh, for older folks and adults in the community. Just today we provided 76 trips. That's a lot of trips in one day. Um, last fiscal year, 7,028 trips. And from July 1st to today, 4,000 trips. So the need is increasing. Um, we currently have two buses that seat 20 people and we have two vans that seat eight people and the driver. All of our vehicles are wheelchair accessible. Billy Walsh has been excellent in helping me uh, with the quotes and making sure that specifications are correct so that we're getting what, what we ask for and what we have with the vehicles that we currently have. The, 2012 has, it, it's 10 years old. Manufacturer recommends eight to 10 years old, so we're right at the crisp. And really, it's just not a, cons a comfortable ride anymore for the older adults. The springs are, are gone, and it's time to replace it. More importantly, if we decide to move forward with this, it's going to take at least two years to get the bus as we've seen with the generous donation. And, Point 0.32, yeah. Right. So it's going to take at least two years. So I think it's really important that we do this um, relatively soon. And we're also, like I said, looking to replace the car um, for an SUV. We did also explore um, an escape, like Mike said, but Billy said the same thing to me, that they're not. Transmissions. Right. The transmissions are an issue. So. We're hoping to do that for um, our clients and also for staff transport home visits. Yes. Any questions for no, Simon? Yes, Ms. Lopez. Am, am I correct that the really um, superior transportation service that we have distinguishes Canton um, in terms of what we offer our older adults uh, in compared to some other, you know, similarly sized? Uh, communities? That is what I hear from other seniors from other communities, that we do our best to make sure folks are able to get to their medical appointments, food shopping, errands, uh, to stay independent as, as, as long as possible. And it's for the people who use our bus, I mean, we have wonderful bus drivers, which is a plus too, because they create relationships with them, which is really important as well. So I would like to think that, yes, we we do exceed in terms of what other towns offer and also have resources to help folks who need to get to places outside of Canton yeah. to Boston or to Patriots Place for their appointments the as well. Yeah. I mean, I know where my mom lives, there's no, locally, there's nothing in, uh, that uh, compares to the kind of service that we offer here locally. And, Thank um, you. It's, it's really to be applauded. 
Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See them all. Yes. See. Oh, I think so. Okay. I look forward to seeing you. Supposed to respond. Okay. Checking a fish. Huh? Checking a fish. I didn't respond. No. No. That's okay. I I have that. Fish. Thank you very much. Have Richie have Richie have Richie pick me up. Next, Mr. Theodore, last but uh, not least. Is the Revere and Sun Heritage Trust. I just wanted you to know, I voted to put you guys on first, but I was outvoted three to one. <laughs> I can always rely on you, John. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Chairman, members of the board, Victor Del Vecchio, uh, representing the uh, Heritage Trust. <coughs> Steve Schottenfeld, who is also <coughs> board of uh, directors of the trust. Um, we had two items uh, before you. The first is for the storage shed, and I know you're familiar with this because you graciously agreed to advance funds for that um, uh, subject, of course, to reimbursement by town meeting. And um, I won't go into any great detail about that, apart from the fact that we have ordered it. We went through the procurement process. It, it is, in fact, under $25,000. We are before the Conservation Commission and the Zoning Board right now and hopefully we'll get their support and uh, it will provide us with the additional storage area we need because of the nature of this historic structure. We didn't make it any bigger and it's, it's very difficult to store whatever um, equipment and, uh, and um, artifacts and uh, um, other uh, accoutrements, if you will, that we use in connection with things like Heritage Day. So that's well on its way and thank you for your support in that regard. The second has to do with a, a web page um, redo and Steve is our web page and IT expert, so I've asked him to come today just to explain to you what that is. And that is limited as well. That's $20,000. And those are the two items we have uh, in the entirety for your review. Steve? Okay, thank you, Vic. Um, evening, everybody. <coughs> thank you. Um, trust is requesting that, found that the town fund a $20,000 capital request for a professional redesign of the Heritage uh, site website. Like the town's website, it was, which was professionally designed by an organization called Civic Plus. Um, the trust's website is a place where visitors go to find out information about what's going on at the Heritage Site. Um, the Heritage Site website currently receives about 7,000 visits a year, as measured by a tool called Google Analytics. Um, <clears throat> unlike the town's website, however, the Heritage website has another lift, it should generate revenue. Again, I repeat, it's different from the town's website. One of the purposes of a website for a nonprofit, especially, is to generate revenue for the website. And in this case, the website as it currently stands does miserably. Over the last one and a half years, which is when I essentially redesigned it, um, it has received about $200 of unsolicited donations. Um, <clears throat> building museum will cost about $3 million. The uh, operational expenses over the next three years will be about $500,000. The development plan calls for revenue from high net worth individuals, from corporations, from government, from mid-level donors, and notably in this case, from a lot of smaller donors who visit the site, who come to the site because they've done Google searches, they like what they see. Um, if we look around at all the other nonprofits and museums around the area, every single one 
every single one has a professionally designed website. And that website is, was designed to provide two things, information and as a marketing tool to get visitors to slowly get to the point where they want to donate to this. Um, <clears throat> and while those other websites have um, deep donor bases, which helped to fund the professional design of that website, we're a new organization. We, in fact, want a better website to build that donor base. So um, the theme here is a donor base. What's that? The theme here is, is donor, a donor base. donor base, that's right. Um, as I said, I was the one who designed the current website. My background is in IT, but it is not in website design, nor is it in marketing. So I basically designed it to provide information, which it does extremely well. But as I said, in terms of the marketing expertise needed to get people to the point where they say, this is a good place, this is worth a donation, it's not there. So the fact that it's not doing it, it doesn't surprise me at all. Um, <clears throat> um, the other sites that I talked about, and you know, we could name them very easily. There's Plymouth Plantation. There's the USS Salem. There's the Fairbanks House. They all have professionally designed websites. The Concord Museum, professionally designed website. Ours is not. It's clear. If you get on the website, it's clear. It's just not doing that kind of job. Um, the $20,000, should it be granted, um, will probably generate revenue well down the line. Um, I should also say that as an IT designer, um, I will specifically require any website redesign to be done in such a way that since we have a very active website that changes frequently, we will be able to add to the website without requiring professional help to do it. Quick question, would it be tied into the town's website also? It is a separate website. But could it be tied into it also? So if someone's going through the town can, someone has no idea about the part there of the site. There are links that could be easily yes. put there to go back. Yeah, to go forth. back. So yeah. if someone's just going through the town of Kent, they see this and yep. they can check onto that. Um, I would just add, uh, Mr. Chairman, that um, uh, Steve is understating. I mean, as a gathering place, and that's what we're becoming known as, the heritage site, we're now inviting other uh, groups in town to provide information to us. And we have a member of the Library of Trustees who's been working hard. So the town does a good job of that. We're doing a, a, an equivalent job on the cultural side. So any kinds of activities that are going, we have a page now associated with that. So folks are coming to the heritage site, which is, as you know, it's part of the town, in essence, to see what's happening in Canton. And um, while we're not raising a lot of money by way of the website, we are raising money, like the holiday event we had this weekend. There were 400 people that came to that. That's a lot for a rainy day to come to the heritage site. And we, we generated probably six or $700 for that event. Um, and we get a number of donations. I mean, if you were to guess how much we've had donations since, well, the last few years, since the trust has been around, We've generated about $200,000 in cash donations, a lot, but not necessarily from this website. So we need to up our game in that regard. $20,000 is money, clearly, but it's not a huge amount, and we think we can catapult that in the future. So we ask for your consideration in that, Mr. Score. Any questions for you? No. Yeah. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very Good night. much. Thank you, Thank you guys. Good. Happy holidays. You can stay yep. if you like, if you'd like. I would love to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Uh, Mr. Uh, either Mr. Duty or Mr. Uh, Theodore. Um, okay, the next on the agenda is a public hearing regarding the modification, suspension, or revocation of a <coughs> cancellation or any other dis disciplinary action on a liquor license granted under National Laws 138, Section 12, held by Golden Ocean Development, Inc., doing business, Panda Gold, located at 599 Washington Street, Canton, Mass. I move that the, oh, let me read it into the record. record. Uh, notices hereby given that the Canton Select Board acting as a licensing board for the Town of Canton will hold public hearing regarding the modification, suspension, revocation, cancellation, or any other disciplinary action on a liquor license granted under Mass General Laws 138, Section 12, held by Golden Ocean Development, Inc., doing business as Panda Gold, located at 599 Washer Street, Canton, Mass., uh, the Canton Select Board will hold a public hearing in the Sala Meeting Room, second floor, 801 Washington Street, Canton, on Tuesday, December 6th, on or after 5.30 p.m. Um, that was run on the Wednesday, November 23rd edition of the Canton Citizen. I move that the board open the public hearing. Second the motion. has been made and seconded to open the, the public hearing. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, Ms. Lopez? Yes. Mr. Chris Connolly? Yes. And Mr. Theodore? Yes. The chairman as well. Thank you. The, the hearing is officially open. <coughs> Town Council, Mr. Huxham, Attorney Huxham, welcome, sir. Thank you. Good to see you again. Thank you. Good to uh, see you. You want? Do you want to, Charlie? Or, or no, you can have a seat. Okay. Uh, Attorney Huxham is going to represent the town in this hearing, so he'll provide you with the details. Sure. And then the other, the uh, the folks from I, I hear from the. Oh, yes. Okay. Good evening, members of the board. Again, I'm Rich Huxlum. I'm an attorney with Town Council's office. Um, the board sent a letter on November 14th, 2022, uh, to uh, Golden Ocean Development um, regarding this hearing, and I would like to introduce that into the, into the record of this hearing. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Uh, the board had previously sent a letter um, to uh, to Golden Ocean regarding issues um, at Panda Gold, uh, dated May 31st, uh, 2022, and I would like to introduce that into the record of this hearing also. Thank you. And um, I would also like to introduce a copy of the, um, of the Pan Golden Ocean Panda Gold um, alcohol license into the record of the hearing. Sergeant, we just just for the record, state your name and. Good evening. My name is Sergeant Mike Brady. I'm the uh, Midnight to Eight Patrol Sergeant for the Kitten Police Department. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Sergeant. Uh, now, Sergeant Brady, were you present uh, at Panda Gold on October 7th, uh, 2022, when there was an incident that occurred? Yes. Could you describe that incident for us? 
Sure. So, like I said, I'm the uh, Midnight to 8 Sergeant. I was on patrol and uh, checking the area, and I went into the parking lot of the Panda Gold parking lot around 2 a.m. I noticed that there was a fairly large amount of cars still in the parking lot for the fact that there shouldn't be any businesses open at that time. So I parked my cruiser by the Walgreens and I walked up to the front door of the uh, bar. I could hear loud music, the bass coming through the front door, but all the blinds were pulled down, so I kind of had to angle myself to see through the windows. As I uh, looked through the window, I saw I could see the left side. There's two bars in the restaurant, one on the left, one on the right. I could see the left bar. It was still open. There was a fairly large amount of people still inside, and I could see the bartender uh, behind the bar serving drinks. So I knocked on the door. Nobody could hear me because of the volume of the music. I uh, decided to drive around the back to see if I could uh, get in contact with somebody. So I drove around the back. I saw an uh, individual sitting on the back steps. I asked if he worked there. He said no, he was waiting for a ride. And I noticed that the door was propped. So I went inside the uh, restaurant, the back room that led to the, the sidebar, at which time I, they had saloon-style swinging doors. I could see right over the doors, and I could see people still sitting at the bar drinking. Um, I could see the bartender still working and serving alcohol behind the bar. So I made my way into the bar, at which time I made eye contact with the bartender. She immediately walked over and said, I know, I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I advised her you know, that she wasn't allowed to serve alcohol after 1 a.m. per order of her liquor license. She said, I know, would you like to speak to the owner? So I said, I would. So she directed me uh, to the front of the restaurant where the owner was uh, standing by the cash register. So I identified myself as Sergeant Brady with the camp police. I asked her why her bar was open. She looked down and said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I said, per order of your liquor license, you're not allowed to serve alcohol. She said, I know, I'm sorry, and walked off. So I went back and I was able to track her down and I asked her for her ID, photo ID, so I could make a report. I advised that there might be ramifications for this. At which time she walked off again and I found her on the other side of the restaurant, which again, I asked her, I need your license. So she said, okay, walked off again, and I was able to find her again by the cash register. So at that point, I said, ma'am, I need your license so I can you know, identify you and document this incident. She said, I don't have a license. And I said, how do you get to work? Do you drive? She said, I do not drive. My husband drives me to work every night and picks me up. So at that point, I said, okay, I'll take your information. She identified herself as Lucy Lou, and uh, she, she wasn't able to provide me with any license or any identification. So I took her basic information after she was being evasive walking around the bar and everybody was cleared out. I was watching individuals paying their tabs, picking up food. So clearly they weren't you know, finishing their beers. It was well over an hour after the bar was closed. And uh, so after I got all the basic information, I proceeded to my cruiser. I drove around to the front of the bar, at which time pretty much everybody cleared out. There was a uh, black SUV still in the lot I ran, that, uh, I ran that license plate. They came back to the owner who I was speaking with inside. So clearly, she does have an active license. She drives herself to work. Her husband doesn't drive and pick her up to work. And she was being evasive in uh, attempting to not give me her proper identification. And Sergeant Brady, were there any criminal charges filed as a result of that incident? There was. And what were those? Uh, the cell makes store transport unlawful serving of liquor, liquor uh, obstruction to a liquor inspector, and the last one is a uh, conspiracy. And what, what's the status of those charges at this point? They're pending, okay. yes. Great, thank you.
Can you identify that document? Yes, this is the report. Okay. Sorry. Okay, that's okay. Um, that's the report of the incident that you just described? Yes, sir. Okay, thank you. I'd like to introduce a copy of that report into the record of the hearing also. Thank you. I see the record, Helena Rafferty, Chief of Police. Go ahead, Chief. Thank you. Chief, do you recognize that document? I do. It's one of our log entries uh, relating to the fact that somebody called for after hours serving in June of 2021. For, for Panda Gold? Yes. I'd like to um, introduce a copy of that uh, report into the record of the hearing also. Do you recognize that document, Chief? Yes, um, this one I was personally involved in. Um, Panda Gold had um, started serving under the license of the previous owner, and they were directed by the executive assistant from the Board of Selectmen um, to not drink, uh, to not serve until they got the license under their own name. They, we got a report that they were serving, although the, they did not have a license, so myself and Detective Taylor went up there and went into the bar in order to my ties, and they served us. And, and that, was, that? that was June 15th, 2021. Thank you. I mean, January 15th, I'm sorry. January 15th. Thank you. I'd like to introduce a copy of that report into the record of this hearing also. Thank you. Thank you. Do you recognize that document? Yes, I do. And what do you recognize it to be? Uh, another log entry from our department for July 3rd, 2021, in which a party called to state that once again, Panda Gold was serving after hours. I believe we actually got two calls that night. Thank you. I'd like to introduce a copy of that report into the um, record of the hearing. Yes, sir. Can I just ask, was that July of 2022? 21. 21. And what is that this is the second one I was just referring to, another caller, a father calling to report that he believes um, Panda Gold is serving after hours and that there's drug activity within the establishment. And I'd like to introduce that record um, into the record of the hearing also. recognize that document, Chief? Yes, I do. Uh, full report from October 27th, 2021. Um, this came about, we, we started doing surveillance. It was initiated by multiple complaints that we had been receiving, and an altercation a week earlier, which resulted in serious injury. It was a fight outside the bar, and one of the parties was 
um, med flighted and both parties involved were inebriated. Thank you. And I'd like to introduce a copy of that report into the record of the hearing. Do you recognize that document? Yes, this is, an, again, a, a full, complete report um, from October 23rd, 2021, which is what I was just referring to. It's the actual report on the fight that happened the week before. Um, and as I said, serious injury, a party was med-flighted, and obviously um, a difficult scenario for the officers when they responded. Was that, was that the incident where a party was knocked unconscious and that was why he had to be transported? Yes, head injury, med flighted. Thank you. I'd like to introduce a copy of that report into the record also. you recognize that document, Chief? Yes, I do. Another full report of a hit and run with property damage, July 20th, 2021. Uh, the party had been at the establishment prior, and once we did the investigation and brought it back, um, she had been in the parking lot and hit the other party's car and left the scene. Thank you. And I'd like to introduce that report into the record also. Yes, I do. October 15th, 2021. This was an incident involving a 19-year-old youth. Um, there was an altercation outside of the, the Pendergold um, between a, a young man and a woman. He went in, into the bar, which is concerning because as we get further into the reports, um, you'll see that, that on some occasions people were coming out of the bar outside of the licensed premises and drinking standing outside. So the fact that the 19-year-old went in to talk to the person he had the altercation with is concerning for a number of factors, but it was, again, another altercation outside the Pendergold. And I'd like to introduce that report into the record <clears throat> of the hearing also. And if I could also add, tires were slashed in that incident. that document, Chief? Yes, I do. From January 9th, 2022, one of our um, patrol officers was patrolling, went into the Pendergold parking lot and noticed a car running with the taillights on. When he went up, there was a potty reclined in the seat, um, sleeping, but the car was in reverse and it, it hit a snowbank, so it couldn't go any further, but it, had it been able to go further, it would have went down an incline. Um, so he was arrested for OUI, but as the officer, Officer Theodore, was arresting him, um, the girlfriend came out of the bar and went absolutely crazy that we were arresting him, and she started fighting with the officers, and she obviously was arrested as well, but they were both inebriated. So. And I'd like to introduce that report into the record also.
has that document, Chief? Yes, uh, this is from January 17th, 2022. One of our reports on a party who um, had called us to say his vehicle was stolen from the Pendergold lot. Um, when we watched the videos, we were able to recover the car, and in the car there were cocaine and drugs and all different kinds of paraphernalia. Um, we watched the video from, and he was inside the Panda Gold while his car was missing, but obviously had drugs and stuff in it, which is concerning. And I'd like to introduce that report into the record of the hearing also. Thank you. recognize that document, Chief? Yes, I do. This is from April 27th, 2021. Um, this was, if I am correct here, a fight outside of the Golden China involving one of the bartenders. I'm correct on that. Yep. I'm sorry, just the Panda Gold. I'm sorry, the Panda Gold. Going back years. Um, I'd like to introduce a copy of that report into the record also. <coughs> do you recognize that document, Chief? Yes, I do. This is a log entry from 6-4-21. We got a call that there was a female outside of the Panda Gold restaurant who was passed out. Uh, she reportedly hit her head. And, but she was conscious when we got there. And I'd like to introduce that into the record also. And I have no further questions at this time. Any questions from any members of the board? Okay. If I can just add, I don't think um, we, some of the reports do indicate it. There have been incidences of us going out there, up there and People are outside drinking, outside of their licensed premises. Um, it's a privilege to hold a liquor license in this town. It's not a right. I, I think what's most concerning is, um, for me, that, that when we bring these up to these different instances up to the owners, there is like kind of a complete disregard. There's no personal responsibility. There's no ownership. You know, it's what's predictable is preventable. And I don't find that we get a lot of cooperation in putting proactive measures in place to, to make sure this kind of stuff doesn't happen. Um, one of these incidences, parties were walking out of the bar and got, in, got into their car. We stopped them, but they had alcohol in the cups that they walked and admitted that they walked right out of the bar with. Maybe people haven't responded to an accident where somebody was killed, OUI. But I have, and the fact that, that people are allowing that to happen is totally unacceptable. It's unacceptable for our citizens, and it's unfair for all the other owners of bars that are doing the right thing. So I sincerely request that we have some action to send a message to everybody that has that responsibility to make sure that they're handling it correctly. Thank you, Chief. Thank you, Attorney Huxham. You, You're welcome. You, you all set? Yes. Okay. Mr. Chairman, I would, um, would ask that the attorney for the owners sure. have an opportunity. Absolutely. 
Good evening. Good evening, Chair and Board. Thank you for having me today. Thank you. My name is Jonathan Ash. I represent um, uh, Panda Gold, uh, Gold and Ocean Development, um, in including um, Cheng Shu Lu, uh, Lucy, as she as she goes by. Um, I would say um, just a, a few housekeeping things. I don't know that I received a copy of um, one of the reports regarding the head injury and the med flight um, incident um, or on the hit and run that apparently happened on July 20th. Um, so I apologize. I don't think I've seen those ones. Um, I have reviewed a number of other documents that were sent to me uh, today. Um, and while there may be um, a few small discrepancies in some, in some of the things that were reported, um, I think the overall sentiment that my client uh, wishes me to portray is uh, one of just um, of an apology and also sort of taking responsibility, if you will, um, and also to indicate that they are in fact taking steps immediately to uh, make sure, to ensure that these things don't happen again, that there isn't a repeat. Um, what are some of those actions? Well, uh, primarily, immediately, they are um, re-engaging the, the, the owners and the bartenders and the waitresses are tips trained, um, and they are uh, going to have a retraining. Um, a gentleman by the name of Michael Marcatonio, he, I think he's the, the sort of the local expert in tips training. Uh, so they're retraining all of their staff, um, not in addition to the bartenders and the waitress, the waiting staff, um, they're also going to train the, the um, the security, the, I think they have two bouncers, so they're gonna train them as well in, in tips training. Uh, th this is a sort of training that goes to anybody who touches alcohol as a server, as a bartender. So they've had, they've had bounces up there and all this has been going on? They have had two security people that are there on the weekends um, and some of these things have happened, but they're looking to sort of uh, bolster that and, and add an additional uh, security person. Um, they're also hiring a bar manager uh, whose job is going to be to be watching the bartenders, watching the patrons, watching the security folks. It's a relatively small restaurant, um, and so they want to bring this additional person on just to sort of oversee and to have extra eyes on everybody to make sure that these things don't happen again. These tip trainings, all the bartenders, they were tips trained before this. That is correct. So what, what, what more, what, by, by retraining them something they've already had, how is that going to solve the problem? I don't want to make light of the, the, the electronic version of TIPS training, um, but prior trainings were done electronically. They're actually having uh, the trainer come to the restaurant. That's, you know, something. That's, that's just, you're blowing smoke up. I, I, you look at this. Look, look at all these incidences here. They have no regard for their liquor license. They have no regard for this town of Canton. Myself, I think we should revoke this license permanently. I mean, I go up there. I've been up there in your parking lot, and I've seen people out there before. And, and if, I, if I was a woman and had a small child walking into Walgreens, I would turn around and get right back in my car because of their clientele that you had out in front of your place, which you encourage these people. As, as far as I'm concerned, I hope you sh we, we can shut you down forever. It's a, you're an embarrassment. There's nothing you can say that can convince me otherwise. This is infuriating. You, you, I, I'm, I'm done talking. I just, I just okay. I, I, right now, I'll keep. I'll just stop what I'm saying. Thank you. Go ahead, sir. Um, the uh, the uh, my clients. They have tried to be. I don't want to comment about the. Uh, and I don't want to say too much because there is an ongoing criminal matter. Um, 
but um, because there, this was referred to the DA's office, um, there, uh, there was a part of that charge that was uh, hindering, uh, which is basically you know, not cooperating with the police officer. And I did want to um, comment on that. Um, they have tried to be cooperative with the police. When the police have asked to see security footage, they welcome the police in to show the footage for what they have. Miss um, Lou did not intentionally um, make any misrepresentation or, or try to hide from the police officer or try to be difficult with the police officer or hinder his investigation. She does have a driver's license. She did not have her driver's license with her at the time. Um, she was telling the truth that her husband was coming to pick her up. Um, you know, th that's the vehicle that he had. Her, her driver's license was with her husband and she had left it in her purse in the car that day. She didn't have her license on her. Unfortunately, she's, her English is not very good. Um, so she struggled to communicate with the officer. She was not, she didn't, she didn't say that she was somebody else. She gave her name. She just didn't have her ID with her to say, here's proof of who I am. Um, but anyone who's been there knows that she's there all the time. She wasn't trying to hide from the officer or hinder his investigation. Um, the, um, In terms of the additional security, you know, again, the security is going to be trained in tips to sort of help identify if there are patrons that have been overserved. Again, they're not required to be tips trained, but we're going to we're going to train those security folks as well. Um, we're also going to ask that we're going to require that those security folks check the parking lot regularly. Um, we understand that we are the only establishment that, that might be open later in the evening. I'm not I don't, not entirely clear what time Walgreens closes. Forgive me, um, but assuming most of the folks in the parking lot that are there later into the evening are probably there for the bar restaurant. Um, you know, we think it's important to have the, that they're going to have the security folks check that parking lot because they are responsible uh, to make sure that there's no illegal activity that happens, not just in the restaurant itself, but on the premises. Now the premises are shared by other businesses, but again, they understand that they are the business that's there that's open later into the evening and is probably having that, that, that car foot traffic. So they want to have their security make sure that they're outside and there's a presence outside, you know, every hour so that folks know that they're there and watching. Um, Thank you. Any other comments or questions? Ms. Lopez? Um, I mean, we've tried very hard in Trenton to uh, be a business-friendly uh, community um, because we recognize that business is important uh, to the community and an important contributor. Um, that said, uh, it's really hard for me to listen um, to counsel on behalf of the town, go through incident upon incident upon incident, um, and I have to ask myself, um, <laughs> I, 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 I really look in the mirror because I say, why does it take so long for us as a town to bring you before us and honestly um, although I understand that you are doing your best to advocate on behalf of your client your words frankly um, ring a little hollow um, it's a little bit too little too late um, and I would regard us as a town as being irresponsible and reckless if we continue to allow the same kind of explanation and we'll do better, and we take it seriously based upon the record. Uh, so I, I, um, 
I, I share Mr. Theodore's frustration on behalf of the residents of town and, and on behalf of our police force, who's spending an enormous amount of energy uh, to try to keep our, our citizens safe. Um, so I, I respect your advocacy, um, but I don't find it terribly persuasive given the weight of the evidence that's been presented. I'm sorry, and again, I want to apologize to everybody for raising my voice, but again, what Ms. Lopez just said, to me what is infuriating is of all, the, the, these aren't all of them. This is just, a, uh, from what I understand, there's more of these of violations. But your client has snubbed their nose at the town, at the police department, at the licensing board with no regard whatsoever. And I, again, I apologize for raising my voice, but that to me is just, it's just, it's just unacceptable. Thank you. I don't think there's any attention to, to snub the licensing board or the police department. Well, you can see in their actions. I understand. The, 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 I will say, and again, I don't, I'm not trying to, um, I don't want to be defensive, and I don't want to point fingers at all. <coughs> Some of the reports, and, and again, the accuracy of the report is fine. But to like some of them, we talk about uh, the man whose car was stolen. There's a stolen car that that happens. Is that is that the restaurateur's fault? No, I don't no, know. I but, it's, but, it's, but it's but it's but it's a, it's a, a clientele. When they found the car, what was in the car, and the client, the customer was in in the Golden Panda. That's the point of it. But I understand it's a clientele that's going there. I'm as frustrated as Miss Lopez. I've had it. I've had it. I appreciate and that. there's things that I want to do. I'm going to recommend to this board in a little while that that uh, you're not going to be happy with. Not going to be happy. Well, with. but it's, I've got calls from neighbors. I've got calls from the businesses, and I got calls from the police department. What's going on? And to say that they don't understand English is that convenience? You know, when when the, the, the uh, deputy chief at the time, now the chief, and the detective went in there, uh, said, "Oh, they didn't, they, they didn't understand." And from my, I'm not going to put words in the chief's mouth. They were speaking perfect English, you know. So, uh, it, 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 as Miss Lopez says, it's hollow. Enough is enough. What I'm concerned for somebody gets seriously hurt. We have another medevac, and someone gets killed, and that's would be on us. And I'm not going to let that happen. As as the chief said, the license is not. Uh, it, it's it's the town's license, not theirs. And we can revoke it, we can modify it, we can do, we do things with it. And I, I'm not, you know, how many, how many reports are there? 20, 21, 12. not 15, something like that? 12. Even 12. two or three is too many. But go ahead. Uh, Chief, you want to say something else? I saw you raise your hand. I just wanted to add that, that that's great that they're all going through tips, but this starts at the top. The owners are blowing off the mass liquor license laws. They, it starts at the top, and that's... Instead of like going towards the tips, they should be standing up here and saying, we failed. We are the owners. We take responsibility. And that never happens. One of the reports shows that one of the owners was like, they brought their own cups. They brought their own plastic cups to the bar. Are you kidding me, dude? Come on. That's where the problem lies. Until that changes, it's always going to be a problem. Can I, town council, I have a question for you. Um, what's within our guidelines? What, what, what action can we take? Uh, 
go to the mic. Yeah. <coughs> it's within the jur jurisdiction of the board to make a decision based on the evidence that's been presented whether to suspend, uh, revoke, or modify um, the license. Um, and there are some uh, guidelines in the town's um, alcohol policy that talks about um, aggravating factors and mitigating factors. And, and uh, I, I, will, I will say, in my opinion, there are some of the aggra aggravating factors are present here um, that are in the town's um, alcohol policy. Can you identify what those are? Investigation, concealing violation, uh, furnishing false information to investigate. Those were the three that I was thinking of. Any other questions or comments, no, Mr. I, I think it's Mr. pretty clear we should move to a at least suspend the license for a number of days to be determined. I just want to make sure Attorney Ash. Yes, exactly. With his Excuse me. I just want to make sure you're concluded with your. Do you have anything else to say, sir? Do you have anything else you want to add before the board deliberates? No, just, just to reiterate that they apologize for what's happened and they, will, they are taking this very seriously. Thank you. Thank you. I would like to see a revocation of their license completely. Um, so do you want to talk on that? I know what's going on. I, I would like um, uh, some circumstances to suspend the license uh, with some... Um, maybe cut back the hour to midnight, have a police detail every Friday and Saturday night for the foreseeable future. We've done that in the past. Um, but um, I'll talk to the chief about that um, because it, it's, the bounces aren't working and um, it, it's, it's out of control. It's absolutely out of control. No, I'm sorry to interrupt, Mr. Chairman, but as far as the police detail, what if you can't fill it? What happens then? Do they shut down? I mean, that's a detail I'm sure everybody's gonna try to avoid at all cost. Um, and the other, oh, go ahead. And the other things I, I want suspended immediately is the DJ in the pool table. That has nothing but trouble. The entertainment license and the, um, the uh, arcade license, it's under that I do believe, under amusement devices, uh, devices that they can no, no, no longer DJ for, for, until things straighten out um, and no longer the, um, um, the pool table because there's nothing but trouble with pool tables. So the, the police detail, I, I, I'll back off on that because I know uh, no one would probably want to go up there. Uh, but it's very serious, and obviously they've got two bounces. What that bounce has been doing? Nothing, obviously, after all those complaints, people walking out with cops and everything else. So uh, we take it seriously. Obviously, the owners uh, haven't, and the, the, the owner was there. Lucy was there, and she did nothing. It, 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 it starts from the, from the head down. So, you know, until they understand, and they don't live in Canton. I, I, I don't know, where, where, where do they live? In Boston. In Boston, so they don't live in Canton. So they have really no vested interest except the, uh, the business. 
and you know, obviously to make as much money as they can. And that's a, that's a sad state of affairs. Keep it open until 2 o'clock. So, any other comments from members of the board? And if you want to talk, sir, you're welcome to talk again. Uh, Attorney Huxham, if you do, sir, if the owners want to get up and say something. But um, I think you can tell this board is at wit's end. Enough is enough before somebody gets hurt. Somebody has gotten hurt. Yeah. I, I, would, just, I would just say, you had said 2 o'clock. I, I believe their, their license is till 1 o'clock. No, no, they were serving alcohol at 2 o'clock. I understand. I want to roll it back to 12 o'clock. I understand. I understand. Okay, I, I understand. I yeah. wasn't disagreeing. No, no, no. <laughs> but that's, that's the problem I, I have. Mr. Uh, Town Administrator, Mr. Judy, do you want to say anything, sir? No, I would, uh, you know, I think the board has to deliberate and decide on what, um, you know, what sanction you want to you place on the, on the owners. Just, you know, bear in mind that, you know, um, the owners have a right to appeal your decision. So progressive discipline is oftentimes the best approach. Okay. If you understand what I'm saying. Yep. Ms. Lopez. Do you have in mind a period of time for a suspension? Yes, I was, I, I myself was after a, 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 a um, five day suspension starting December 29th through January 1st. Or January, is that what it is? I wrote it down. That's not five days. Well, then let me give me a second. Okay. <laughs> December 29th through January 2nd. Okay. And with the other modifications of uh, uh, roll the hour back to 12 o'clock and also um, no pool table and no uh, disc jockey. That's what the, the root of the trouble. The, the, the Sergeant Brady said that it was so loud in there they couldn't hear it. And uh, it's, 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 it's got to this point. Enough is enough. You know, if someone's going to get killed, and it's not going to be on, this, on, on my watch or this board's watch, and if they can't abide by that, and then, then so be it. So. May I ask a question? <coughs> yes, sir. Um, I, I, I my, of course, it's the board's prerogative to, 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 to make that decision. No, you can ask your question. If I could, if I could, if I could um, maybe ask, you know, going forward, some, sometime down the road, Six months down the road, yes. would they be able to come back to the yes. board and if, seek if, to if they back to one o'clock? Yes, if things are going smoothly. Yes, we can take under advisement. But right now, uh, the, it, it's it's right now it's it's not working. I think we all agree. Correct. So it, yes, we can, we will. I as one member, I, I don't can't speak for the, my fellow board members, but I'll be willing to, to relook at it if if things go. Hopefully they'll go smooth. They can reapply for all those re reinstate what we what we plan on doing. I, that's my that's my opinion, Miss Lopez. Um, but if they don't go smoothly, I for myself will be in favor of revoking the license. Um, so if we agree to suspend under the terms that Chairman Connolly has just described, and things do not improve, uh, that that will be my position going forward. And we would revoke the license on a permanent basis, obviously subject to your appeal rights. Would there be any um, appetite for moving the dates of that suspension to make it immediate, pending there, you know, and make it pending getting the tips training, getting? Um, well, this is December sixth. Right. I don't know how fast they're going to do the tips, but it's, uh, it's scheduled for this. It's happening. Uh, it's been scheduled already for this Saturday, the tenth. Ms. Lopez. Uh, I would actually prefer that it be over the period that you've just described because that's New Year's Eve. 
There's a lot of, there's a lot of, so that seems and there's a lot of drinking and therefore. Absolutely, and I, they, I don't think they're responsible enough to take on that responsibility. Well, they can serve food. I know it's one of the biggest, biggest hall, big, biggest nights for Chinese food, um, for food, but they can't serve alcohol. And um, if something happens and they try to serve alcohol under the suspension, then as Ms. Lopez says, we'll have you back here the no next question. day. No okay. question. Mr. Conley, any questions, sir? Can we have that motion? Well, I, this, uh, I'm just looking at the motion here. So we're talking about rolling back the time at this time, correct? Yes. To 12 o'clock. A suspension from December, what was that, John? 29th. 29th. January 2nd. January 2nd. So, if I make a motion. And no, no. Um, now, we'll, we'll come back and readdress this in six months, we'll say. Now, that will be providing on, they agreed right now to this five-day suspension starting from December 29th to January 2nd with the caveat that we have a, we reduce the license till 12 o'clock. Are we within our rights to do that, town council? Are we within our rights to, to do what, right, the motion that I just made? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so in other words, Right now, we give the five-day suspension at that time. There's no appeal to that, to the ABC or anything like that going forward. Then it's six months from now, if there's no other issues, that we will revisit giving them their one o'clock license. I don't think you can prohibit them from appealing. Well, I'm asking if we could put that in the motion. Either that or, I, or I don't, I'm going to go for total revocation right now. Can I do that? I want to know what's within my rights. I'm not the attorney here, but what is being, what's happening here is like again, is we're 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 extending the olive branch here by giving you the the, well again, giving you just a, a small suspension as far as I'm concerned, but we, I will go along with this suspension if you agree to take this suspension as of tonight, as the deal. So Can we is, do that? Is the question whether that they can waive their appeal rights, and we're, we're being told no. Or no. Well, I, okay. Um, they, they, they have, a, an alcohol licensee has a statutory appeal right to the ABCC, and uh, they can't be required to surrender that, that right. They have that right. So if we make this deal with them tonight, and they, they say, we'll agree to this five-day suspension, they can still go back and appeal. Yes, they have that statutory so right. So we add something that, that protects us? Or am I taking this too far? Too far. Too far. If, they, if you have continued incidents, we can bring them right back before you <clears throat> with another hearing and revoke the license. Yeah, there's no reason to wait six months right. if there are further incidents. Right. Okay, well, I'm going to make the I'm going to make the motion then that we sus we suspend oh, excuse me suspend the license for the uh, five days of January 29th to January 2nd, <coughs> and with the caveat that the bar hours now is 12 o'clock. No, no, no DJ and no, uh, no pool table. No, um, that's problems. Hold on one second. What I need, I need you to do is when you make the motion, you first have to make the motion oh, to okay. find that they're in violation. Then. Add your okay. Just read that. Uh, right here. The, uh, do we we still keep the meeting open? Then correct? Yeah. 
Okay, then I move that the board finds that the license <coughs> Ocean close, Do you want me to close the motion first, Council? Do we? Close the motion first? Close the motion. Okay. Council, you're all set? Mr. Yes. Attorney Ash? Ash, yes. correct? Ash, thank you. Thank you. Is there a motion to close the hearing? I move that the board close the public hearing. Second. Motion's been made and second to close the public hearing. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, 4-0. Ms. Lopez? Yes. Mr. Chris Connolly? Yes. Mr. Thomas Theodore? Yes. And myself as chairman, John Connolly, I do. 4-0. Now, Mr. Theodore. Now, I move that the uh, board find that the licensee, Golden Ocean Development, Inc., doing business pan of gold, vi violated national laws 138, section 12, <coughs> outside the restrictions of the license, and I move <coughs> That its liquor license be suspended for a time frame of five days or the following days, December 29th to January 2nd, with the caveat that the 12 o'clock license, no jukebox, and no, no DJ. Pool, or no DJ, and the pool table will be removed. I'll just cover it up. They can't use I'll it. I'll cover it up. They can't just use it. It's, I'm sure it's tough to get it in and out of there. Well, that they, the pool table will become inactive, however you want to. Yeah. I don't know if that's really. But that's the motion. Second. Motion made second. Chief Rafferty. Sure, we can help you with that. You know, given contact information. I mean, there's probably there's a restaurant. Maybe they're not picking up, but we can give you contact right. information like for the manager himself. Yep, cell phone. Absolutely. We can a give you the decision maker. Not a problem. That's not a yeah. problem. You can have minus. You don't need to put that in the motion. No. All right. I'm not gonna put it in the motion. And it's funny you said that because I remember a similar incident happened in the neighboring town of a um, a club license, and the people refused to open the door. I remember that. Yeah, that's a surrounding town. And they have the, the building still vacant to this day, and that was 10 years ago now. So, go ahead, Mr. Theodore. No, I missed a motion's been made and seconded by. A motion made and seconded. Um, any further discussion, comments, or questions? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Ms. Lopez? Yes. Mr. Chris Connolly? Yes. Mr. Theodore? Yes. And the chairman as well, five, uh, 4 0. Thank you. Thank you. We hear you loud and clear. Thank you. Bless you. Bless you. Mr. Theodore. Um, hold on a second, let me receive here. Uh, you're going to go on to the hours of operation of town departments for December 23rd. Okay, the next is the uh, hours of operation for December 23rd. Thank you, Attorney Ash. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I move that the department hours of operation for December 23rd. What are we going to do? What are we doing with that? The Yep, come on up, Jody Middleton. We'll Jody, come up and Jody, explain Jody. to the board. Hi, Jody. Hi, Jody. How Thank are you? you? How are you? Thank you. You saw you on the dance floor at the CABI, huh? Oh, you know? Oh, you were. Really? My Cutting dance card filled up pretty good. I missed that. <laughs> oh, you should have seen it. There's a video of it. It's not dancing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Friday, December 23rd, and this is concerning um, non-essential buildings and employees. It gets a little confusing, so if you can bear with me, I wrote it out so I can just kind of 
read how it follows. Um, December 24th is a holiday for all town employees. Town offices are open for a half day on Christmas Eve. That's the holiday given to town employees. Uh, according to union contracts and policies, if a holiday falls on a Saturday, which this December 24th holiday does, then it is served on a Friday. This is the case for everyone except emergency departments and libraries, because library employees have, are open on Saturday. Um, DPW and town hall offices have a shortened day on Friday due to working a longer night during the week. So logistically, they would be working a half of a half day on the 23rd. So I would like to propose that the select board vote to close non-essential town offices, except for the library um, and the rank operations, on Friday, December 23rd, and have the employees use their own time to make up their hours whole for that day. So, for example, I work 8 to 1 on Friday. That's five hours. Uh, since we only have to work a half day on the 23rd, I would have to use an hour of my accrued time to make my day whole for that Friday. So uh, Thanksgiving, correct? Exactly. That was my next line, John. So we would said, treat it like the day after Thanksgiving. Me. I wasn't supposed to say that? I, that's fine. No, you can no, help no. me out. <laughs> um, so everybody would be credited their half day hours. So whatever if they, during the week, if they took a half day, they would be credited that half day, but then they would have to use their accrued time to make them whole. So we're asking for you guys to close, but for them to make up the difference, because it's just the fairest way to do it, because everybody's schedule is a little different. Um, so we don't want some people to just have the whole day off and people have the half day off. Because um, logistically, it really does not make sense to call people in for one or two hours and to heat up the building on a Friday just to close it back down. And Monday um, is the observance of the Christmas holiday. Any questions or comments from the board? So all that was for what, just getting Friday off? Yes. That's all you could have Trust said. Trust me, we have had roundabout <laughs> charts, flow charts, everything, trying to figure this out. <laughs> so do we need a motion on that and move that we just close the town offices and where else? That non-essential. Non-essential. Well, it's d December 25th. And they got to put their own personal time they on They got to put their own personal time They have to make their day so. whole, yes. Second. Motion's been made and seconded. Any further discussion, comments, questions? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Four zero, thank you. Uh -huh. Thank you. Thank you, Jody. Thank you, Jody. Mr. Theodore. The next is a vote to open the warrant for the 2023 uh, annual town meeting for zoning and non-zoning um, articles. Sorry. So I move that the board open the warrant for the zoning articles and non-zoning articles effective Thursday, December 16th, 2022 and we'll close on Friday, January 6th at 2023 at 12 noon. Okay. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion, comments, questions? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Four zero. Thank you, Mr. Theodore. Next is the um, move that the board approve the renewals of common victuals license in class two and three dealers license as recommended by the licensing administrator, contingent upon payment of any outstanding taxes, fees owed to the town of Canton. Okay. Motion has been made and seconded. Any discussion, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, 4-0. Mr. Theodore. Move that the board appoint Robin O'Connell McCarthy as a conservation senior clerk. Okay. Motion has been made and seconded. Any discussions, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, 4-0. Mr. Theodore. Move that the board appoint N. Herbert Cohen as a member of the Economic Development Committee. Okay. <laughs> Motion has been made and seconded. Any discussion, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Four zero, Mr. Theodore. Let the board appoint Edward McDonough and Meg Aldrich as Park and Recreational season, Seasonal Staff. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussions, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. 
Opposed, four zero. Mr. Theodore. Move that the board accept and authorize the use of a gift in accordance with National Laws 44, Section 53A, a donation of $50 for the Department of Health, uh, Elder and Human Services in memory of Mike Lochran from Patricia Ann Hill. Okay. Mike Lochran, Senior. Senior. I have no, uh, any, uh, any comments? Motion to be made and second. Any other comments, concerns, questions? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, four zero. Mr. Theodore. Move that the board accept and authorize the use, use of the gift under uh, the National Laws 44, Section 53A, the donation of $300 for the Parks and Recreation Department for Santa Breakfast from the Canton Town Club. Second. Motion made and second. Any, any questions, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, four zero. Mr. Theodore. Move that the board accept and authorize the gift in accordance with terms under National Laws 44, Section 53A, a donation of $1,000 to the Canton Fire Department from Chestnut Hill Realty. Second. Motion has been made and second in discussion, comments, concerns. Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Four zero, Mr. Theodore. Move that the board accept and authorize, authorize the use and a gift in accordance with National Laws 44, Section 53A, a donation of $157 to the fire department from the friends at hand and foot in honor of Ann Duty. That's my mom. That's your mom. That's the queen. Okay. He's alive. <laughs> Why do they, no, yeah, so because she's, she's, the, she's yeah. their teacher, they just were doing a nice in thing. In honor of. In honor of. I didn't say in memory of. <laughs> Motion to be made, second, any discussions, concerns, comments? Other than she's a wonderful lady, the first lady of Canton, as we call her. That's true. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Four zero, Mr. Theodore. Uh, action, and other bu action items and other business. The vendor warrants for the t week of 11-18-22 was $1,970,774.08. Payroll warrant for the same week, $1,407,541.40. Vendor warrant for the week of 1125, $2,154,591.24. Payroll warrant for the week, same week is $392,081.25. Vendor warrant for the week of 2022, six, uh, $964,178.02. And the payroll warrant for the same week is $1,348,220.82. Um, out of that, as I move that the board approves cemetery law perpetual care deeds. Motion to be made and second. Any discussion, concerns, comments? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Four zero, Mr. Theodore. But the board appoint the, uh, approve the uh, cemetery commitments in the amount of $2,550. Second. Motion to be made and second to the cemetery commitments. Any concerns, questions, comments? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Four zero, Mr. Theodore. I move that the board approve the minutes of the select board meetings of November 1st. In November 15th, in November 29th, 2022. Second. Motion has been made and seconded. Any concerns, comments, questions? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Four zero. And under announcements, the select board will hold its next regularly scheduled meeting on Tuesday, December 20th, 2022, at 5 30 p.m. in the silent meeting room, 801 Washington Street. Thank you. And one other quick announcement the traffic committee, um, we had a meeting scheduled for the 19th. But it, we're still going to do it the 19th, but instead of at 7 o'clock, we're going to, hopefully, we're going to get a, um, a quorum to meet at 6.30 instead because it conflicts with the lighting of the menorah across the street. So if we can let, we can let people know that, and then if we can't get a quorum, we'll certainly let everybody know in time. Thank you. Any other, Thank you. Any other announcements? Anyone has anything to say? just want to congratulate the Kitten Association of Business and Industries for their 50th anniversary, which was held last Thursday night at the Blue Hill Country Club. It was a... Yes, marvelous time and nice congratulate job. them for a job well done and i was remiss um, for veterans day i forgot to mention bobby maffey um the flags around town were were, were all ripped ripped up from the summer and uh, i had mentioned it to, to town administrator duty and he mentioned to arafat 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 knight our 
VSO, Veteran Service Officer. Uh, called Mr. Maffey and like he always does. Every Memorial Day, he went out and replaced every single flag. So um, thank you, uh, Bobby, you, you, again, you answered the call of duty. Thank you. Anything else? Just looking at one of the, that was pretty, my bar tab at that meeting at the cabby thing, the 964,000. <laughs> 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 my bar tab, Lisa, you know, you, that's where you go up to the bar and you order a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I moved that. Uh, you wouldn't give that, me the number. I know that. <laughs> someone else knew it, though. I know that. I, I moved that. We uh, adjourn. Motion made and second to adjourn at uh, 758. All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed? That's 4 0. Thank you and have a great evening. <laughs>